Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition. I almost said our other podcast, but the Nemesis Project. We are here doing Resident Evil Village, or however you want to put it. There's Biohazard Village. Um, it's weird how they do it because the village has the Roman numeral 9 in there and Resident Evil. But here we are. Uh, this eight. Is- it's actually Roman numeral 8. 8, my bad. 9, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm already thinking about nine. I'm already thinking about nine. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about the new addition to the Resident Evil uh, franchise, which is Resident Evil 8 Village. Um, I'm Joe Dubs. And I'm Zach. And uh, this is kind of a surprise because we just did Resident Evil 6 not too long ago. I want to say like a month ago, maybe, I think. I think it was real early May or late uh, April we put it out. Yeah, so now we are doing um, Resident Evil Village. So let's get let's get straight into the dirty. Uh, we're gonna do the intro, which is the development of Resident Evil Eight. Do you have anything on this? Because the only thing I know is that the the actress who plays Lady Dimitrescu, I can't even say her name, Dimitrescu, Dimitrescu, um, she passed away right before this game launched so no not her that oh, was um the daughter one of the one of the daughters yeah i forget yeah. which one actually off the top of my head um because no the the person that played lady d she's been kind of all over the, the internet enjoying some some fame off that character a little bit <laughs> even though she was like in the game for like maybe a quarter yeah we can get into that a little later mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but um yeah, uh, Jeanette uh, Mouse, I think was her name, and she played Cassandra or uh, Daniela, one of them, I think, one of those two. Uh, and yeah, she passed away from, I think she had like some kind of like cancer or something that happened real fast. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it kind of sucked. It seemed like everybody really liked her. Yeah, well, um, Capcom made it. I mean, obviously, they'll, they'll make a big deal since they worked with her for a while yeah but like she got a, a tweet and everything uh and like everybody praised her even everybody that worked with her so that that that's well it's not cool that she died but it's cool that they uh you know did kind of like a memorial for her which was really nice to see yeah um i do have some other stuff about the development of the game some of this is a little surprising okay uh the fact that it really had been in development for like three and a half years before it got announced last year in June. And that means it was still in development while they were working on Resident Evil 7. Like it started when Resident Evil 7 was almost finished. Really? Yeah. And back then when they were working on it, they didn't even really, they weren't even thinking about it really connecting to 7. Um, and then when seven came out and it got you know positively received for the most part, they're like, okay, I guess I guess we'll go ahead and connect it to seven. <laughs> so I guess that kind of because my friend Steve, because me, Steve, well, my my friends from New York, uh, Steve and Ted, we all played it in the same weekend and beat it. And yeah. my friend Steve brought up a good point. He's like, it's like they beta tested seven just to see if people digged you know first person. 
and uh, you know, bringing back elements that were kind of Resident Evil, which is kind of interesting, by the way, which I, w- I want to get into, is that Resident Evil 7 is such a different game compared to Resident Evil 8 by a, like by a lot, <laughs> I want to say, because yeah. 7 mixes this first person view um with the elements of what Resident Evil is good at such as you know the horror the uh, the gore uh and all that and then you have like the crate system you have the inventory system you have the save i mean even though the 8 has the save you don't have the old school inventory crates and all that so you definitely see that 7 was you know messing around with the uh with, with gameplays and shit. like beta testing in a way and it yeah and eight obviously is just the, the de- different route and they just like somehow connected seven with it i feel like i don't know in seven they were really making an attempt to yeah it's first person view but it was an attempt to try to kind of go back to like what made Resident Evil what it was to begin with. Um, sort of a return to form. Some people get really hung up on the fact that it was in first person, but uh, I still say it was probably the most Resident Evil-like game we got since, like, I guess, Resident Evil Zero. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and or most classic like I guess in sensibilities and this game takes more cues from Resident Evil 4 um, and, and Silent Hill uh, somewhat I'm not real sure about that well Bene- the the Benavito house is like the only Silent Hill because it gets very PT in there uh, but we'll get into that later but it, it, it does like a mixture like it kind of feels like a mixtape <laughs> if you think about it, Resident Evil 8. It's like, all right, so we got, I'm going to call her Lady D because I'm going to butcher her fucking name throughout the whole thing. Oh, just call her Lady D. Yeah. That's what everybody else does. Lady D, like, people loved Mr. X, right? And some people. Uh, some people hated Mr. X. <laughs> yeah. And some people, you know, hated or liked, you know, Nemesis. So they're just like, we need. We need something that's going to be like that. And then you have Lady D. But I will say, like, Mr. X and Nemesis was more of a threat than Lady D, in my opinion. Um, the first time, you know, seeing her, I was uh, like, okay, you know, she she does go quick. She has the Freddy Krueger fucking uh, claws and shit. The, the Wolverine claws. But you could outmaneuver and and, you, and obviously you can outmaneuver Nemesis and Mr. X, but I feel like they were more scarier than Lady D. Lady D was sexualized before the game came out. Yeah, I, it's just part of her design, really. Yeah, and and I hate to say this because we actually had a discussion about this on Big Trouble with the the alloy and shit in Horizon, where it's like she's not pretty enough or whatever. I didn't say she was not pretty enough. I just said she had fat cheeks, but I digress on that. Um, but like Lady D, is was very sexualized <laughs> before this game came out. So like when I, when I saw her chasing me, I was like, wasn't scared. 
It's like, look at those big bobas and butts and stuff. <laughs> That's all I kept on thinking about. <laughs> um, She's scarier when you play on a higher difficulty level, uh, which is some more gameplay stuff we can get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, yeah, if you just play it on normal, uh, she's not all that much of a threat. Uh, whereas when you crank up the difficulty, everything becomes more of a threat. And there's some artificial kind of stuff that goes into that a smidge, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, as for more of this development stuff, um, it seemed like they had this whole idea for like the takes place in Europe and village and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they had all that set up before RE7 came out and even got the reception it got. Um, and it seemed like they wanted there, there to be more kind of free form play, which that kind of comes across uh, like a lot of the areas in the game are bigger and stuff. Um, they seem to talk about puzzles, but honestly the puzzles of this game weren't really like that good. In my opinion, that was like one of the weak points of this game. This is why I hate, game journalism today because like all i read in game journalism reviews were you know some of them don't even finish or play the game before they review it uh they go the the puzzles are you know a little bit better than seven and, I, and i'm going like huh they aren't. no like seven had better puzzles than eight and like i'm playing and i'm like what are you calling <laughs> finding these mask puzzles and, like, putting the little ball in the little uh, castles while you have to, like, unlock shit. Like, that doesn't yeah, count. The, yeah, the ball labyrinth. No, not really. Like, I've seen people complain about that bell puzzle, which is probably the hardest one besides um, uh, an extra one you can do that's that's kind of off the beaten path. I think it's um, lazy. I I think that bell puzzle was lazy. Like I've seen people complain about that, say it was obtuse and hard, and I'm like, not really. I mean, like the only thing that was hard about it was just kind of like finding that one bell. It wasn't real obvious where it was at, and, and it, it literally took me like a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think people are just babies about puzzles, and they don't want to think that much. Yeah. Um. Uh, that one off the beaten path puzzle I was talking about is you can kind of go back. Um, did you use the boat later on when you get the crank and you can kind of use it to like bring down like the drawbridges? I didn't get to do that. I want to do that on my third playthrough. Okay, that unlocks some extra areas. It's nothing like real major, but you can spend a little bit of time getting some extra stuff and seeing a couple new areas. And you kind of sort of go back to the castle grounds in this underground passage. And there's like this uh, puzzle with like, you know how you shoot these, uh, these swinging lanterns that have fire and stuff. Like you did that in Lady D's castle. Mm -hmm. They have one like that here, but there's like a torch you have to light and there's no real obvious way to do it at first. It's like, what the hell? Cause it's totally out of range of the, uh, weird swinging fire thing. Um, what uh, what I like about some of the like 
because this game reminds me more of four and and if you if you look at my ranking i have four pretty deep because i'm like i, I like the game but it doesn't feel like a resident evil game to me but like yeah. this game it does the same thing as resident evil 4 does with all like the the secret items and stuff you have to find them throughout the whole map it it, mm-hmm. it, it does that and i enjoyed doing that especially when you have to go find like the 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 treasure chest and you know benavito when you go back because you you find another item and there's this big dude with a fucking uh axe just waiting for you there i love yeah. that touch yeah there's a little bit more uh like free form backtracky kind of stuff in this mm-hmm. um there's a little bit more of the old re dna in this game even though they're kind of taking a lot of inspiration for four, but this puzzle, I was going to say that the solution is there's, you know, those weird zombies that come out, uh, in lady D's castle in the basement. Yeah. You know, one of them comes out of a crack in the wall and it just comes at you and you can just like kill it. And they just keep coming. They keep infinitely spawning and it's like, what the hell? And then I accidentally hit her with, the fire torch thing because it was in the same room and I was trying to shoot her it caught her on fire <laughs> that doesn't kill her and I'm like oh and you, you're supposed to lure her to the torch and it lights it up I was like oh that was kind of clever actually <laughs> yeah. um, that's the only puzzle I think that like if people discovered it they wouldn't exactly know how to solve it so I got my uh, so, since you know I brought up that Steve my friend Steve said that like 7 was kind of like the beta to what eight is now, right? Uh, do you think eight is the kind of feeling out the audience before they do RE4 remake? Now people want that. I understand that, but do you, do you think like this game is like feeding off? They're like, hey, do they really want this? And they're kind of doing that because it it does have the the same tempo. It feels because you have you know yeah. Duke who's kind of like the merchant. Um, and then you have case inventory. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. All that kind of stuff. You're finding treasures. You, you, you sort of found stuff at the Baker estate, but it wasn't like that where you're finding random, you know, valuable objects. Like I found a golden beer stein, like crusted with gems and shit. Yeah. That's not like the stuff that you found there. Mm -hmm. And then you sell it for money. Yeah, you don't see, like, a gem that's, like, stuck in a wall, and you're just like, oh, I gotta shoot that in 7. In 7, you're more like, I need to get the fuck out of this house, I need to find my wife, and I need to go. And, and I like, need to find a coin so I can get that magnum later. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I think there, some some of that is calculated a little bit, where, like, when they figured out, oh, we're gonna do an RE4 remake, and then maybe when they decided to do that, they also decided to take a few cues from that game yeah, to good. help. Like it'll piggyback off of that game kind of thing. Cause do you remember my demeanor every time we had news about like Resident Evil uh, village and stuff? We're just like, Oh, there's, there's going to be a witch that's going to be following you. Oh, there's going to be werewolves and stuff. And they yeah. did, they did it pretty well to the point where it wasn't too hokey. I mean, Lady D was hokey and sexualized, but it felt right in a way. It was weird. It was uh, like I said. I'm just—I'm not one of those guys, but I'm going to say I was right. 
they're going to do it with like virus parasite bullshit. And it's all like, it's just a facade. Yeah. And when we get into the story of this, by God, did I, I, I think what made me and I'm kind of putting this game over already. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what the rank is, but what put really put me over in this game is that they linked that this felt like a prequel, but it's a sequel. You know what I mean? When we get to the story, to the part with Mother Miranda and what you find out about her and who she's been talking to and who mm-hmm. who made a certain virus and all that stuff. Like, yeah. after I got past that scene and what happened... And connecting Ethan to what uh, what was... You know, connecting 7 to 8 was really impressive for me as uh, a Resident Evil franchise because... When's the last time where we were excited to be like, oh, Resident Evil, uh, this Resident Evil game and the next Resident Evil game, I'm excited because they're connected. Like, Resident Evil 1 and 2 was fucking cool because it's like, you're in a mansion, there's Jill Valentine, there's Chris Redfield, oh, and here's Resident Evil 2 with Leon and Claire Redfield. Claire is, you know, the sister to Chris. And you're just like, that's amazing. It's kind of continuing the story but telling another story. And this game is continue. It's it's a direct sequel from the last Resident Evil game. We haven't had this in a long time. No, there's always like real big time skips and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they quit doing that, building upon what the last game did. Like with Code Veronica, that was like the last one that did it really. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, I digress. Uh, the only other kind of stuff. I could really say about the development uh, is well, actually, actually that was pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> it got, it got held up when there was the, the pandemic was going on a, a little bit. And they, they even said they had to halt progress for a month. Totally. Really? Uh, yeah. Which that's not as long as I thought it would be. No, um, they were going to lean more into doing like stuff with witches. And then they changed their mind. Uh, and they're like, no, nah, let's just do vampires instead. And you can see where that goes. Well, um, did did you hear that Ada Wong was supposed to be in the story? Like she was. Yeah, the- yeah, I heard about that. And there was like concept art for her even, and it looks cool. Uh, there's a couple cut elements from this game, and some some content that was cut, and there was some stuff they shifted around. And there's some developments I think that happened real late in the development of the game and I think it shows in some cases like with the story Mm. Uh, like they didn't come up with Mother Miranda apparently until like last year really yeah and like I feel like it kind of shows in the story because that's to me that's one of the things that's weak about the game is is her she Uh, uh I mean, we'll get into it, but I think she's interesting because of what we learn later on. But then, yeah. but then that just opens a lot of like doors for me to be like, okay, I want to learn about her more now. Can we get DLC on her? Uh, you know, before Resident Evil Village, or even, even like maybe during the times when she's talking to this. Per- and I'm I'm hiding the person until we get to you know the story. But, like, imagine if we get to experience something where she's trying to, like, do her experiments and, like, you make a story out of it and you just, like, shoo in somebody in there. Kind of like a Resident Evil gun survivor kind of thing. And she just had this, like, guy who doesn't know 
you know, where he's at. Mm-hmm. Die, Vincent, die! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like she's interesting, but then Ethan becomes interesting, and then Rose becomes interesting. This, what they did with seven into eight now opens a lot of more doors that they could build a pretty much a franchise off of it a little bit, even though Resident Evil is a franchise, but now you can build a franchise around these, this, these types of characters, Chris Redfield, Rose, Mia, and all that. Another continuous story instead of like self-contained stories that take place after the last big self-contained story. Yeah. Um, of course, after at the end of this game, who knows where the f- fuck it's gonna go at this point? I'm um, I'm a little <laughs> worried. Um, I am too, uh, actually. <laughs> because I I've always been a thing about you can't get too hokey with like powers and stuff, right? Uh, and the, we're tipping our hand a little bit, I think, right now. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's save this for story. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, acting changes real quick. There's only one. Chris. <laughs> this is Chris. Uh, what's his name? Let me pull it up here. Uh, Jeff uh, Shine, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, uh, if anybody doesn't know, he's Carlos in Resident Evil 3 Remake. Yeah. Uh, I Like I said before we came on the air, I, I remember hearing some time back he was going to play Chris in this, and I, I forgot completely. And then when I was playing the game and he's he appears in it more later, I was like, oh, my God, that's the dude who plays Carlos. He's not even really trying to sound all that different. <laughs> yeah. Ever since I heard his voice, like, in the – not even the trailer. I, you don't hear it enough in a trailer, but when you play the game, like, you're just like, oh, my God, it's Carlos. And every time he speaks, you're just like, God damn it. It's like you're mixing Carlos with Chris now. And, uh, I don't know, it, it throws me off all the time, especially when you get towards the factory, before the Heisenberg and all that stuff, and, like, he's yeah. explaining what's going on. I'm just like, yes, Carlos, yes. I mean, Chris. I, <laughs> I don't dislike it. Uh, it feels a little, like, really, because they just had him play a whole other role mm. in the last game that came out last year. Um. It feels like a long time ago now, just because of a lot of things, but it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I will say, I want to say, I think he's probably the only guy in this entire series that has played two different characters, like main characters in a game at this point. Just because of that weird casting idea or whatever. Because I, I can't remember anybody else ever say, like, oh, I played... Uh, I played Claire and then I played uh, Annette. That never happened. I or I played Claire and then I played Sheva. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't. I, everybody's. I mean, the only thing I ever heard was like Nick Apostolitas being like, "I played Leon in the Resident Evil 2 remake and now in Infinite Darkness." That's about yeah, like he's still playing Leon. It, it's re- recurring. Yeah, but. I can't ever, I tried to sit there and think about it. And I'm like, no, I mean, the only other thing people could say is like, they did like extra voices, like the self-destruct sequence has been activated. And, uh, that random guy that got killed 
or you know, just just extras stuff that doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting and kind of a weird thing about this game. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it it definitely. Um, we call it. it. It definitely makes me uh, like that people are finding jobs during all this time, and I think that's probably played a factor. Be like. All right, we're short on money. <laughs> um, you know, he, he this guy did Carlos, right? Maybe maybe they just liked Jeff so much they wanted him to come back and do another thing. Maybe, I don't know. maybe, maybe it was uh, business. I don't know. It, he's he, it's fine. I, I like I like it anyway. He's he's good. I just wish they'd pick one role because I feel like you can't really do that with this this franchise this late into the life cycle of video games as a medium. You, I don't think you can get away with shit like that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is, it feels like shit people would be doing like 25 years ago during like PlayStation era. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not really that big of a deal. So I guess let's get on with the, the big meaty fleshy bits. <laughs> the meaty fleshy bits. Uh, general gameplay and uh, design discussion. Yeah. Um, shooting shooting kind of felt a little similar to seven but i feel like things change i mean obviously the blocking technique has changed like you could block off and push back enemies and stuff so that's different um the shooting itself felt really similar to seven um i enjoy all the guns that were in the game um I think even though you get to buy like machine guns later on and stuff, it's still pretty hard to get. (laughs) I like that. That's you get that stuff later Mm -hmm. because that's kind of something the old games used to do a little bit. Well, like when you played Resident Evil one, it was like, God damn, I wish I could get a machine gun and you never got one Mm -hmm. unless you bought it for PC because there is a machine gun on that version of the game. (laughs) <laughs> talking like the old version of resident evil yeah um but then in resident evil 2 you you can get to that point in the game in the police station where you can get a mac 10 and that kind of fulfills that wish a little bit but both characters can't have it um but yeah i like that they have like they have a lot of unlockable stuff like after you finish the game mm-hmm. um it's in the same vein of like what they just did with Resident Evil Three, where it's like you finish it and then you can unlock a bunch of extra weapons and game stuff. modes. Yeah, game modes from you doing things in the game is that are like achievements, but you actually got something out of it besides an achievement. Mm-hmm. Which which is kind of interesting. I, I don't know why uh, game developers don't really try to look into doing stuff like that more. Like everybody has to have achievements now, but they're just achievements. Yeah. These are actually tied to getting you points to unlock stuff in the game. Yeah, it's not like, oh, you need to, like, kill ten zombies and, and you know, you get, like, a nice trophy or an achievement gamer score points. This is, like, straight up, if you do a challenge, you get rewarded with something. And I, I like that this game still does that, this franchise at least, because it's so nice to do something and be rewarded or, you know, get something out of it instead of just feeling high and mighty that you're, you gotta 
more points and more trophies than your friends or family. It's like, who cares? <laughs> Instead of stroking your internet penis, <laughs> you know, you, you actually can, you know, buy guns or concept art. And the concept art in this game is actually really interesting because there's a bunch of notes about it. Mm-hmm. Like each one, almost each piece of art has like some kind of note from the artist about like what they were doing or what they were going for with this. It's, it's really cool. And the, uh, what do you call it? The, when you unlock stuff, you also get like the behind the scenes or like all the, the motion captured stuff that they do where they exactly. act it out. And I, I, I really like that. Cause that's, you know, I'm into that shit. Like ever since, uh, last of us did it, uh, where you get to see like how they act with the, the motion motion suits on, I was like, I really did dig that, and I think more games should do that. Um, just so we, we, we can connect uh, with the actors and actresses and uh, be like, hey, you know, that was pretty cool. And especially, especially when you see someone being like the... more DC, is that his name? The, fat... uh, the fish guy? Yeah. Moreau, yeah. Moreau. Uh, with him and like Benevito... Like they're acting and they're all silly looking while they're acting it. It was it was fun to watch. Yeah, Capcom's done this before actually with like Devil May Cry Five. They have it where you can like unlock. Uh, they're not really the mocap scenes, but it's like the staff sort of live storyboarding, acting out like what's supposed to happen in a cutscene, and it's kind of comical mm-hmm. because you have like a guy that's supposed to be like a bird demon and he's just it's just a dude flapping these fake wings <laughs> like, <laughs> like a, one of the office people or something and then the, you have a guy acting like nero and he's trying to be like a cool anime demon hunter character and shit but it's just like a japanese guy at the office <laughs> it's, just, it's 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 kind of fun but, uh, I think they've caught on that people are really interested in like the the acting and the mocap and stuff from the last two games that have come out, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, we'll start putting this in the game, I guess. And yeah, I, I haven't watched that yet. I've just seen little snippets of stuff online. Um, no. But I, uh, I'm glad. No, another thing I like about the gameplay in this game is like when you play four, right? And if you play any like Resident Evil game that's more action oriented. You're just like, oh, all you all you have to do is just buy bullets and stuff. But there's a point in this game where even when you are going to Duke and you are killing all the, you know, the... I call them mini-bosses when you get, like, the skulls and stuff that you could sell for a lot. Uh, like, even when you, like, gather all that money, he's still out of stock. So you still have to conserve your ammo, um, which is really interesting. And yeah. I, I dig about that as well. I notice. Um, I do want to say real quick, Resident Evil Four. You couldn't buy bullets. Uh, you had to rely on drops. Mm. Uh, but you, it, it's just the game supplied you with enough stuff that you never. And you get all those guns, so you're rotating all this ammo. As long as you're not terrible, you'll never really run out of ammo. <laughs> yeah. But um, in this game, yeah, it was that there was actually a supply, and. Uh, especially the first time you play, you get kind of low a little bit at certain points. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed like when I played hardcore, he has a bigger stock of ammo for you. 
and even the the health uh, the 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 healing jelly, <laughs> mm-hmm. the bottles of healing juice. Um, he had very super limited quantities of that. Like you can only buy one once in a while from him. But in hardcore, you can buy as many as you want. But the thing is, is they continually increase in price each time you buy one. And it's like not at first. It's like the first one you buy off of them is like 10,000. And then it goes up to 20 and then 30. So it climbs and it gets kind of expensive if you keep having to rely on that. Yeah. And Um, there was, I, I, I guess a little thing. I mean, I understand why they do it. Most games do it. Even in the past, like, you know, when you get to a boss battle, because then you're just starting to see, like, fucking bullets everywhere. Yeah, there's a bunch of pickups and shit, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I get that nostalgia factor when that happens, but I kind of wish, for challenge sake, that they don't supply you with bullets, because when you fight Lady D at the, you know, the the last form of her, I guess, whatever that thing was, um, like, you're just, like, with all the bullets he gave you, you kind of can beat her but what happens if you don't get to that pile you know you're probably fucked you're probably fucked <laughs> and that's one thing i kind of want to put a negative on by the way golden diver thank you for the raid of three people i appreciate you um but the the one thing i want to kind of say about resident evil 8 because 7 i think you could use a knife you could knife people in the in the boss battle all of them, I think. I believe yeah, so. It feels really suicidal in that game, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but in 8, there is no way to knife Lady D when she's on top of whatever dog thing that she's on or whatever. Or she's flying and yeah. you, can't, you can't hit her. Yeah. I feel, again, that's going to chalk up to, like, you'll be fine unless you're totally awful at this game. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you should be playing easy mode. <laughs> so. Yeah, which I which I think is every everything is balanced out pretty well to be like, hey, um, you know, if you're a noob, you can play easy, you know, and if you're just into the story, you can do that. Normal kind of picks up the pace a little bit. Hardcore and Village of the Shadow, yeah, craziness. If if you're not playing New Game Plus, by the way, I I think if anybody who played Hardcore or Village of the is it the player or the town, whatever? The shadows of the village. I always fuck that up. I'm sorry. Uh, but, like, those people that play it vanilla, <laughs> it's just like, wow. Because that first scene where you're, you know, going into the town and all the lichens are chasing you, and it's, it's kind of like the Resident Evil 4 where you have to just survive until bingo happens. Yeah. Uh, where everybody going, bingo? Yeah. <laughs> so i think they balanced out the difficulty well um because even on normal there were times where i'm just like wow this is kind of getting overwhelming especially when you get to the stronghold area yeah there, there's a couple points in that where like you really need to try to just get out of the the situation you're in mm-hmm. instead of just fighting because you could you can just set yourself up for failure if you keep fighting. Um normal I did feel like was pretty balanced. I've heard some people say they thought it was easy. Um and they had like a ton of ammo all the time. I didn't have a ton of ammo all the time. I would fluctuate. I would have 
points where I'd use a lot, then I'd have points where I'd have saved up a bunch. Mm-hmm. It, it fluctuated for me. Um, but these people that say normal is easy, it, it did feel a little easy for the most part, I think. But it's just like, oh, it's easy, it's nothing. I feel like these are the people that can play hardcore fresh, like on a fresh file, and just get through the ambush. Mm-hmm. I tried to do that 12 times, and I just could not fucking do it. <laughs> Apparently, there's like a tri- there's a formula to it or something. I tried to fucking do it, and I still couldn't do it. Um, and that's what I, I just said, fuck it, and I just, I just did a new game plus for hardcore. <laughs> yeah, and there's a part... Um... There's a strategy I did on normal in that area where I just went on the roof and I just kept on circling. Every time they came up, I shot them. But then I noticed like more was spawning in. So I'm like, all right, I need to get out of here. And I go down the road and then you see like that, uh, I guess, bigger werewolf person. Uh, just Oh, and the guy with the the big axe coming at you. Um, the guy looks like he's in the movies Cats or something. Uh, he, he comes chasing you. Uh, but yeah, another thing we could bring up is the crafting system. That's new. Um, as far, as far as from seven to eight, uh, it's not, it's not too bad in this game. I feel like crafting is like something everybody feels like they have to add to all their games now. Ever since, I don't know what game really popularized it. Was it, was it last of us? Cause there was crafting shit before last of us. Yeah, I mean, a lot of RPGs uh, back in the day did crafting. I know, uh, but it didn't, like, spread to, like, all the other games like that. They kind of stayed in RPGs. Or was it was it Assassin's Creed? Or, no, no, uh, Far no. Cry is what I'm thinking of. Far Cry might be the, the one that, like, kind of messed around with crafting. Uh, but Steve in chat says, I would put my money on Last of Us really cementing it, which I think you, you said Last of Us. So like th- that's uh, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the winner right there. But it- it's not like hard crafting. It's not like where you have to like with Minecraft where you have to be like, oh, I need this wood with this type of item to make like a a shelf. It- it's kind of like oh, you got these gears or whatever leftover metal and stuff. And what what I don't like about crafting and this this is what is when it feels lazy. Like, there's, oh, we gotta add this in, and it's, like, something, some kind of bullshit to, like, artificially lengthen the game or something. Mm-hmm. So, something to trick your your dumb gamer brain into, like, obsessively clinging to a game mechanic. Like, I have to do this, because I'm trained to. I, uh, I didn't really, cl- I mean, the only thing that I cling to it with the crafting, and it, it wasn't like I was like, oh, man, I, I gotta be perfect with this and get these type of items. I would just go, oh shit! I'm running at low out of ammo. <laughs> let me let, let me go get more ammo and craft it. I guess. No, I was gonna say it's fine in this game because it's not really made like that. It's basically just like, anytime you're just looking for bullets, or or you're searching the environment, because if you're playing a Resident Evil game, you've already been trained a really long time ago to search the environment for resources. That's already something that's like hard wired into the game. Uh, you just happen to find stuff like gunpowder or the only thing that seems to be kind of scarce is herbs. Yeah. Or, or, or herbs, I should say. Um, everything else is, seems pretty easy to find. You just find gunpowder, scrap metal, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's all you kind of get it just by happenstance of looking for other supplies. So it's not like you're wasting a bunch of time looking at every nook and cranny, like for specifically this stuff. Exactly. Do you, Um, do you think that they should have made it difficult to the part where all that stuff that you were grabbing was going into your actual inventory space where it made you had to do management a little bit more? Maybe because um, they do it with the meat, which I think is really weird. Like, I don't know why they decided to do it with the meat, and especially because like certain ones, like the, they just call it meat. There's pork, there's poultry, fish, and meat, which you get from like pigs and goats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. By the way, you you hunt animals in this game. You don't really hunt animals. It's not like fucking Tomb Raider or something, but like. <laughs> You'll run around the environment and see a goat, and then because the Duke's like, "Oh, by the way, I can cook food for you, and it'll make you like you know stronger, take more damage, or you can run faster and shit." So it's like, "Oh yeah, I want to be able to do all those things." So of course you want to try to get this shit. Yeah, and it makes you want to get it. Uh, I I still think it's funny that he eats most of it and like gives you leftover shit, kinda. Well, he says, you know, food is life, and to hunger is to be alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would you think but, uh, of, would you think of the duke's uh voice acting i really liked him yeah he was great whoever played him was great he's he's like it's funny because he strikes this balance of like he's this jolly jovial fat merchant guy and he's like it's weird because he's really fucking corpulent he's like enormous mm-hmm. like a normal person shouldn't be this big and he moves around uh the map like quickly and shit like he'll show up in lady d's fucking like walk-in closet area or like uh storage room he's just sitting there and on a little tiny fucking desk well apparently he had like a room in her castle because remember she would meet him for business discussions she was he was in her guest book her, uh, her guest book yeah yeah so that was legit, but like he's kind of like the Merchant Resident Evil Four. I know there's that theory. I'm like, I'm not saying like, oh, this is a major Resident Evil fan theory that's super serious or anything like that. But like that, it's multiple merchants in Resident Evil Four. I I don't think that. I think it's just the same merchant. <laughs> uh, no, I I think that he might have been a Mother Miranda experiment. I think so too, because like you ever watch him sometimes when you just like, like you're going to visit him and you notice sometimes he's doing something mm. like he's idle animating something like he's reading a book or he's like smoking a cigar <laughs> or whatever. There's some times where he's like looking at his hand. Like he's just like staring at it. Like he's never seen his hand before. It's really strange. Well, I mean, we're going to get to it later, but he, <laughs> he brings up a point to Ethan. He's like, you know, your world has changed and stuff. And he thinks, like, you think you're going back to the normal world? Well, think again. And you're just like, what does that even mean? <laughs> and they do- he, that, that's what I was going to say about his, this guy's performance is, like, he really comes across, like, he knows something you don't, mm. but he never really tells you, <laughs> like, the entire time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, you, like, and he might, and it does seem like, yeah, he, he has some kind of stake in what's going on, but he never lets on what that is either. 
Steve Steve says he wasn't just fat; he was physically just massive, and uh, so there had to be something going on there. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know because he's gross. Like if you haven't played the game yet, just or it, fucking go type in the Duke RE8 in Google, and you'll see. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you just see his like bottom of his belly just fucking coming out of his shirt and shit when he just like rolls out which by the way he's being strolled by one strong horse so i don't think those are horses those are donkeys <laughs> <laughs> um do you have any other game play points or I'm things tr- i'm trying to think um was there anything you didn't like besides the puzzles being weak cuz we agree on that yeah, the puzzles were weak. the The puzzles were probably the most like laziest ones, especially when you get to Benavito's ha- uh, house because you're just like, "Wait, I gotta take the film and match it, whatever it says on the desk." What, what type of puzzle is that? Or the only other like, I guess the only other good puzzle was the the music box, um, which was kind of annoying and hard because I like you would think the cracks lined up and it didn't, and. It, I had to try that a couple of times. and it, No, it, it was like you have to get two different cracks to line up together. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like, you, you, I know at first you're thinking, because I did the same thing, it was like, all these cracks line up. No, they're mm-hmm. two different sets of cracks, and they both have to line up with their own separate cracks. Yep. So you, um, you had that going on. Um, trying to think. Uh, the journal entries were cool to read. I think this was better... Then, they were like seven. Yeah, they were like seven. Seven uh, was kind of taking things back to the older games a little bit. And Steve says, I would I would like to see more puzzles. It just felt like once you finish Benavitos, it's just straight shooter from that point uh, with the small puzzle here and there, which I agree the, on that. The puzzles are mostly non-existent. It's all like they either have the solution to the puzzle in the memo in that room. Mm-hmm. Or it's you're just supposed to take something and take it somewhere else. And there's been that kind of stuff in all these games, but those are called key items. You're supposed to find a key item and take it to something to unlock something. Yeah, That's th- not a puzzle. Yeah, there was other um, puzzles like you had a f- member in uh, the town and stuff where like there's a picture, but like don't look out the window and, th- and then there was a lichen. But then you like noticed there was like numbers throughout that whole like yard and shit. <laughs> it was like, okay it's all right there mm-hmm. and then that was like when you unlock that musician guy's house when you get his key mm-hmm. it's the same thing there's like a picture there's like somebody drew like some kid drew a picture of him maybe it's like his her dad or some shit um oh that's and it's got like a birthday on it oh that's what i want to bring up that part kind of pissed me off a little bit because like yeah like you learn, like you learn to open up the gate, right? And you're just like, "Wow, I'm in this area that was locked before, but now since I'm, somehow I was able to shoot it or whatever, or learn how to shoot it." And then you're like, you go to the house and that is locked, and then you're just like, "How do I get in this house? And why?" Because I literally sniffed out that yard because I was like, "Oh, maybe it's under like a there's like a crevice under the the house or something where the gardener." leaves the uh key so i was like looking throughout the whole area over there yeah and then i was like you know what fuck this house because <laughs> like maybe maybe it's like i get some stupid item which again 
um, when you find his key and then you go to the house, it's really nothing that big. It's a, I think it was a gun. Was it? There, I, I think it was a, I'm not, I can't remember now exactly because it's, everything's changed when you play it on hardcore mm-hmm. and you play a new game plus because wherever you would find a gun, you just get like a bunch of money. Uh, and it was, it was a large sum of money. So I think it was a gun that time. I think it was like a shotgun or something. Oh, you might've been right. The, the, the new, uh, the, like the auto, not an auto shoddy, but like, uh, I forgot. It's, it's an upgraded shoddy than the one you have. I actually liked the, uh, the first shoddy more than the new one that you find down the road. I, they're all three good. I, I like the first one just because of how it looks. Yeah, well, I like it because it looks and because you can upgrade it and stuff. I like the grenade launcher in this game. That's fucking ridiculous. It's it's literally like an M79 grenade launcher, mm. but, like, somebody intricately carved the stock of there being, like, a woodland creature on it, like it's a deer or something and shit, and it's got, like, this ornate brass plating and stuff. It's fucking ridiculous. I love it. I love how you can <laughs> flash people with the flash grenade with the grenade launcher. I yeah. love that. <laughs> the best part of that. Um, trying to think what else gameplay wise. Um, I yeah, I think I'm out of gameplay stuff to talk about, right? I got I got a couple things here. Okay, you go. Um, like we mostly talk. We we just got them talking about the merchant and upgradable weapons, all that stuff. Um, I will say this game feels like. They're kind of doing the same uh, structure a little bit as RE7 in terms of, like, your progression, like, what you traversing the environments of the game. It's like the whole area in RE7, the Baker property, was kind of a hub area, sort of. Mm -hmm. Sort of like how the mansion is a hub area or the police station is a hub for all these small rooms and the basement and shit like that. Um, this is bigger. It's a bigger version of that where it's like the village is, it's, it is the hub really. Mm-hmm. And then you go to these other areas that some of them are their own hub areas, like the castle and Heisenberg's factory. Yeah. And then some, some of them aren't. Yeah. It kind of feels like it's open world, right? But a little bit, yeah. but it's not, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, because once you, I mean, there's areas that you get locked into. Like every when you go to like a new lord, you're you know kind of in a linear path. But then you, you're, you're tra- yeah, you're trapped in their area. Mm-hmm. And that's that's another thing they followed from RE7 was like each uh, antagonist had their own area designed around them. Uh, and I like that because you know. As much as I sometimes like open world, I like being on a path where it pushes me towards the the danger. I mean, they could. I'm really, yeah, I'm really picky about open world design. Uh, like, I don't. I'm not as big of a fan of it as other people are. It seems like that's a lot of people like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like a lot of the times it's lazy. It's a crutch. Uh, it's just like let's put a bunch of shit in a giant world, and then there it is. And just fuck, they'll figure it out. That's like the Western game design philosophy for the most part now. Well, it's like Resident Evil 3 Remake. Like, if I had any game to choose open world, it would be that game. 
because if you That's, have yeah. if you have nemesis who's always gonna like torture you like that would be the perfect thing because you're yeah you're searching through raccoon city and all of a sudden just fucking nemesis just fucking elbow drops you from a fucking skyscraper and that would be that would be fucking you know cool and shit but, uh, that's, yeah, that's what we wanted, and that's what we were kind of led to believe was going to happen, and it didn't. But. Yeah. <laughs> go, um, go watch our Resident Evil 3 remake review. It's it's yeah. under, it's on our YouTube channel. We don't hate it or anything. It's just it's just disappointing. It's underwhelming, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, talked about the pol- here's th- another thing I thought was weak was the bosses in this game. Um. Yeah. A lot of it is just dodging attacks and then hitting them. Is is some of them have weak points, and that's a common criticism throughout this entire series. Though is like bosses are usually not that complex or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say I feel like when I played Resident Evil Seven, like all the bosses really felt like a fucking event or something, and. Like, you know, you have the crazy chainsaw fight with fucking, um, fucking Daddy Baker. <laughs> I, forget, I forget his first name now. Um, and the weird centipede, like, Marguerite turns into that weird fucking centipede monster and it's creepy as shit. Yeah, and Seven, to kind of, like, compare and contrast a little bit, um... With seven, the variety of the mold monsters, I was never uh, high on. The boss there was bat- lo- there was low variety with like the general monsters. Yeah, the the bosses in seven I appreciate because I was my best fight. Uh, two Jack Jack uh, Jack, Jack when you um are in the garage, funniest fucking scene in the world when you're running him over with the car. And it's then, crazy too. Yeah, it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you get a lot of that when you're playing Resident Evil Seven. You're like, what the fuck? Which is which is funny, by the way, because we're doing Resident Evil Eight right now, and our next game is Resident Evil Seven. So <laughs> backwards. Yeah, we're doing it backwards because it's you know this game just came out and shit. So, um, but like you have that garage scene, and then you have, you know, when you're fighting him with the chainsaws and shit. It's fucking nuts. I still was like, I, I said when I was doing that, I was like, I can't believe I'm fighting a guy with a chainsaw in this game. Yeah. It kind of felt like Doom a little bit when you get to that oh, part. Yeah, somewhat. And that was one of the main strengths of that game was how it kept throwing you in these situations that were just fucking crazy. And it was really taking advantage of like that first person perspective, mm-hmm. like to really jar you, you know? Like, a lot of people don't really do that with horror games. It's usually just fucking jump scares and shit. Yeah, in this game, in in 8, the variety of monsters that you fight are way better than 7. Yeah, Uh, it's... It kind of lops... You get the opposite effect. Yeah. I feel like. Because, like, we're we're complimenting a lot of the bosses and stuff in 7. But in 8, they're kind of like, eh. Yeah. The only ones, like... Donna uh, uh, Biavito doesn't really feel like a boss fight. No. It's more like a... I wouldn't even call it a puzzle. I don't know. It's more like hide-and-seek. Yeah, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a puzzle. That That's why I say... I mean, even Silent Hill has their boss battles, too. 
but like not really all that great either it's it's literally just shoot somebody until they fucking die yeah <laughs> That's all but like the benavito house had more of the silent hill touch to it where you're just like you're uneasy right because you're in this house full of dolls and you don't know where she's at and if you take too much time those dolls will attack you um to, to me that felt more like sort of what was going on in resident evil 7 Resident Evil 7, you did have more of a feeling of unease. Now, it wasn't like hallucinations and shit and stuff like that, but you still felt, like, creeped out because you didn't know what the fuck was about to happen. What you were about to find next, that was just going to... Yeah. You totally didn't expect from this game or anything. Yeah, and (laughs) I I guess if I had to rank the boss battles, right? Um, Starting from the last one. The last one, I would say is Benevito. So you have Benevito. Then I would have Lady D. Because it wasn't... I mean, you're pretty much shooting her out of the sky and then, like, moving left to the right like you're doing a fucking line dance at a country uh, concert, pretty much, until you shoot her. Um, And then Moreau, I think, was pretty good. And the the only reason why I put Heisenberg a little bit higher... It's because it's a fucking Metal Gear fucking thing going on. <laughs> it's fucking, it's something crazy, like what I was just talking about. It's like all of a sudden you're having a a tank battle with mm-hmm. Heisenberg. It turns into like a giant mech, mech monster. Yeah, he tur- he turns into he's, he becomes more machine than man now, and yeah. and obviously, uh, sorry to cut you off, and obviously Mother Miranda. I mean, you can still talk about Heisenberg, but Mother Miranda is like my number one. I kind of like the, eh, I don't know. I, I like the spectacle of the fight with Heisenberg, but with Mother Miranda, it was literally just she has three forms, and you just fucking shoot her. Yeah, and there's no, there's not even a weak point. You just shoot her. True. Basically, I, like I like okay when I played it in normal, and one of my other friends was had just finished around the same time as me or something. <laughs> We were talking about the last boss fight, and um, he was like, "Did you ever? Did you figure out you could shoot those little orbs she makes when she's flying around the sky and she launches them at you like those fucking weird fireballs or whatever that was?" Oh, the mucus fireballs. Yeah, and I was like, "No, I didn't know you could do that. I just fucking shot her until she died. I'm not <laughs> lying. That's what I did. <laughs> and it worked." Yeah, I mean, I I think the story kind of like made me get hype with Mother Miranda because, like, the part where, like, Ethan's, like, screaming at her, he's like, that's my baby! You can't be a mother! What the hell are you doing? And you're just, like, shooting her and you're doing a flash. Like, I think I got caught up in the story a little bit more. Heisenberg, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Why am it's I in, in this tank? Walkers. Yeah, it's just fucking crazy. Yeah. I, I kind of like. I I guess I want to give the edge to that because at least it was something really different. And, it, like, and yeah, it, I didn't expect. I didn't expect to have a fucking Metal Gear tank fight in Resident Evil Eight. So <laughs> yeah, there were two things in uh, two bosses in this that had like the fuck me lights. Pretty much, Moreau had it because of his dumb belly. And and Heisenberg had the the joints and stuff that you had to shoot he, off. He literally had glowing fuck me lights to shoot. Yeah, he literally did. Uh, we forgot one though. I think it's 
Urias or whatever the fuck, it, that giant werewolf fucker with the hammer. Uh, you oh, yeah, I forgot hole, about it. But he's just another one that you just shoot until he fucking dies. <laughs> I, I, I put him under Heisenberg. So. I, I put him probably, like, I guess I put him underneath, uh, every, I'll even put him underneath Lady D because at least it was a spectacle. It was just like, oh my God, turn into a fucking dragon. And there is, there is some scripted event kind of stuff that mm. happens where it's like, holy shit, what, what is happening? Like the, she's breaking the fucking, the buttresses of the castle and shit. And you're not sure if you're about to fall somewhere or whatever. It's, it's kind of cool. There's some, there's stuff going on in that. And I wouldn't count the daughters. I mean, maybe like mini boss battles, but it's just like you have to like put light on the daughters and just shoot them to death. They're like fighting the the lichens with like the armor and the claws, or like those giant werewolf things that you need to kill with a grenade launcher or something. They're like that, mm-hmm. you know, special, stronger sub boss enemies. Yeah. Um, I think I'm out of things to talk about unless you have something else. I got a couple more things. Um, it felt I did feel like when I was playing Moreau's area, the lake, the the fishing village. I got the feeling like when I was playing that, I was like, "Do they?" I feel like there's supposed to be more of this. Like I thought I was going to explore this area, and you don't. You just kind of rush through it at, at a certain point. It, you you find out I need to like drop the sluice gate so I can drain all the water from the lake so he can't continue to be a giant, the, the fish from Resident Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I have to do. And it turns into that. You have to go find a crank and you're just avoiding Moreau. You're avoiding being eaten. Um, I I do have to say, again, remember like when you go back to Benavito's area and you see like the guy with the big axe, the same thing happens in Moreau's area, where you're just like, "Oh, look at this big red barn. Let me let me see what's going on over here." And then you go in there, and there's this big guy with a fucking axe chasing you. And then you have the lichens that are coming after you as well. No, that's uh, that's another area. That's before you go to the stronghold. Remember, it's like when you go up to the stronghold area, the path branches. Oh yeah, that's right. I mixed that, up. That, that goes to like a mill or something. Yeah. But that, that's another area where it's just like, wow, like, <laughs> I actually respect that a little bit more than the boss battle, because, like, you're in this area, and it's like a puzzle, you have to, like, get, not, not a puzzle, but, like, you have to get to the high ground, kind of like, uh, you know, as Obi-Wan with Anakin and shit. Anakin, I got the high ground! <laughs> it's really tight quarters in this guy, like, the first time you fight this, uh, an enemy like this, it's not the same guy. Mm. There's two or three humongous bald guys with fucking axes. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe them because that's all that... They aren't even, like, lichens. It's weird. Um, they kind of look like Heisenberg's, like, creations a little bit. I Yeah, I don't even think it's that. I, I don't know. They don't really explain what these guys are. Well, that's, which why, is... that, that's why I think they need to... And hopefully we get to hear that in Capcom soon under E3. Because I think there's still a lot of story they could tell with Resident Evil 8. 
there's some holes, some things go unexplained in my opinion. This is just a minor thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the first time you fight one of these guys, though, it's, it's back at the Beneviento uh, area where the grave is. And it's just literally a big, not big, but it's a circle. You just fight in a circle around this grave. Mm-hmm. But here in the middle, it's like multi-tiered and there's a bunch of shit in the middle and it's hard to maneuver. It's really cramped. So it's kind of a tougher fight, especially if you got those weird flying fucking enemy things that are really annoying. They're like, they're, they're more annoying than they are dangerous. What, the bats? Yeah, I found out they're actually a lot easier to kill with a knife than a fucking gun. It's almost a waste of time to bother with shooting them. It's a waste of time bullets. Well, yeah, I mean, remember when they give you the sniper rifle? They're like, here's a sniper rifle laying on a, a chair. And you're just like, yeah. and then you're just like, wow, what am I shooting in the And then you see the bats. And if you if you were looking at my stream, every time I aimed my sniper rifle, I'm like, I'm going to miss. Like, there's no point. <laughs> They do fly kind of an erratic pattern. Honestly, the sniper rifle, you're better off to use the because I tried the same thing. And, like, was, these things fly just too erratically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, so I, I got to the point where I was like, I'm going to wait until they get closer. And try to just shoot them as much as I And that was hard too, just because of how they fly around. And like, like, you played hardcore. I did my new game plus. You, can, you know you can buy Chris's knife mm-hmm. and uh, um, that assault rifle. I didn't buy the assault rifle. The knife is actually way better than mm-hmm. It has a double slash attack. It does more damage than the regular knife. And yeah. I was just like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try a knife and fuck it. And then like, I did, you, you kill him in like two or three slashes. I'm just like, that's it. You just, you just fucking knife these bat things. Fuck trying to shoot them. <laughs> yeah, because Ethan's butter knife is just worthless sometimes. I like how he could never get a better knife. He just found, like, a fucking knife stuck in a butcher's block in somebody's house. And was like, that's it. That's the knife. <laughs> Not even that. He goes into the church before Lady D turns into a dragon. And, like... <laughs> And, and like, knife. I, I was like, are we gonna get this knife? And then it's like, no, I'm just fucking tossed it falls down a fucking chasm. I got really pissed and sad when that happened because I'm like, all right, I stabbed her, and like, all of a sudden, like, she just pushes it off her body and off your hand, and you lose the knife forever. I'm like, no. I, I thought that was gonna be an unlockable, and it wasn't. I was a little disappointed. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they should add a DLC or something. I, I, I don't want to pay for it, but <laughs> add it in there somehow. Hey, Resident Evil Seven had free DLC. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll do that. Maybe, I guess. Um, we'll... Let's see. Uh, I was gonna say I did find out though that they did cut content from the lake in the fishing village area. You were supposed to spend more time in it, but it was cut due to time scheduling constraints. They're running out of time. What were the, what do you think they you think they were gonna do a boat scene? I think they were gonna let you explore more of that area in the boat. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that that was the impression I got when I got there. It's like, oh, I guess I'm gonna be able to fucking drive around this whole area in the boat, but I have to fucking not get eaten. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought they were gonna do. Kind of like in Resident Evil Four, they let you do that. Not here. Um, <laughs> and. I will say, in terms of the way the game's paced, like how you progress through the game, it feels a bit uneven at times. 
Like, I felt like, and this is after I played through it twice, I still believe this. I feel like the game sort of peaks in terms of you exploring and getting into an environment and everything and it passes, and it never really gets back to me. Yeah, and I kind of want to bring this up because before this game came out, like, Lady D and her daughters were, like, you were thinking you were going into the game and, like, they were going to be, like, the top-tier bosses that you're going to, like, face near the end. Yeah, that's just the media they were putting out. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, they're the first thing you encounter and the first area, area that you encounter... And that's it, and it's done. And you just—it was a great area. That was the most fun I had. Was in the castle, exploring the castle, and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, they did give off an impression like this is the main bad guy and, and shit. And, it, and we're not the only ones that thought that either. A bunch of people thought that. Yeah, and you know? I don't—I don't think it hurts the game, but the advertising—I I felt like. I felt, and again, I guess this is where the development comes in, where Mother Miranda was like kind of shoot in there um, last minute. So maybe they thought she couldn't be a good villain, maybe, Lady D? I, I think it's the opposite. It's, my thing was I feel like they underestimated how people were going to respond to her. Mm. And yeah, some of it is meme and horn dogging and shit, and I'll admit I'm, I'm in that camp. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> A little bit, but like, uh, I, I think she could have been the main antagonist of this game because uh, the actress was great. But later, uh, I saw like her, like somebody like fucked with the camera during certain cutscenes where you can like focus. They had like a free you can see like all her facial expressions and stuff like when you can't really see them. Because you're just Ethan, you just walk and you see his name. And she's just just acting the entire time. She's just making all these facial expressions of the stars and movement and shit. Um, she had like a kind of a, a, a charisma, you know. People yeah. like this villain character. You get that in certain ways. With Darth Vader or Wesker or well, um stuff like that well i i well i had it was kind of like a mixture for me right um it kind of mixed the weskerness where she was had charisma just like wesker um and it's kind of a mixture of a mr x because of how huge she is and she's like chasing you throughout the whole but she's intelligent she can talk and she's got like she can dictate to you you get captured by her basically yeah and (laughs) Another thing, like, I thought she would be, like, a William Birkin kind of thing. Um, She's also smart. Yes. Did you notice? You know the part where you kind of eavesdrop on her when she's in her room and she makes that phone call? Mm-hmm. You ever notice how she sees Ethan in the mirror? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> she, lo- she looks right at him in the mirror. It's only for, like, a second. She's like, I see him. Fucking she's, <laughs> she gets on the phone and acts like she, she, he does, she doesn't notice he's there. <laughs> Well, I like the part, I mean, because literally when he goes in there, which I, again, I find, I think Ethan's kind of stupid, Resident Evil 8. 
kind of this in yeah. a lot of ways. Because, like, he's Shall looking I in the window and this, like, big-ass woman's, like, sitting near the window. Like, I would be fucking terrified. I would not be like, oh, what are you doing? And stuff. And then, like, Ethan says some stupid stuff as well. As like, always, a trustworthy, like, fair exchange. Yeah, exactly. That's why this is happening. You He's know. got, like, some dumbass one-liners, too. Mm -hmm. And they don't work. They're not, like, Leon's one-liners. Yeah. You know, like, I, that's another thing where I feel like they kind of tried to, to ape a little bit of RE4's energy somewhat. Mm. It's like Leon's one liners are funny. Or they become so bad they're good. Let they're me know if you find anything else of value. Your right hand comes Naturally. off. And he, I forget what the fuck. You're a small time uh, saddler or whatever. Stock. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I like his one liner in uh, right at the part where you're in the beginning and like everybody dies in that house, the, the female. I forgot her name because she's so irrelevant throughout the Elena, beginning. Elena or something like that. And he just like, he bangs you like, why does this always happen to me? People dying. <laughs> oh, why does everybody die on me? Just... <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, I remember. Like, I remember when I he first really made me eye roll was like fucking when you're in the, the, the fishing village and he... You're trying to get across the environment, like it's that part where you're, you're, you're trying to make your way across to the other windmill to get the crank. Yeah. And um, you have to use something to get that this big wrecked boat out of the water. Unfortunately, you don't seem shit. to he have pulls the it up. He says, oh, I caught a big one. Like, motherfucker, there's a giant ass bandy fish in the water trying to get your ass right now. <laughs> I, I almost forgot about that one puzzle with the uh, in the Moreau area where you had to like hit the red switch and the white switch and the, the blue switch, and you had to like hit it and insert it. I'm like, wow, this is so hard. <laughs> the, and that's another one of the goddamn solutions right there. There's literally a piece of paper, and it's like, yeah, you can read it wrong if you don't pay attention to like little the little detail on the paper. Mm. Somebody drew a line on it to let you know this is the right way you hold it up. Like, <laughs> it's, it, it's that's just another example of that. But um, it's like uh, it's like they're catering to the casual crowd more than the hardcore people crowd a little bit more. Well, apparently uh, it's not unfounded because people bitch about even these puzzles. It's just and they're not. I don't <coughs> understand what everybody's fucking problem is. <laughs> Stupid. That's why. Why are people dumb? I don't because the internet. People that, uh, yeah. <laughs> People who are not dumb that, that watch this, re, you know, listen to this, you're, you're, you all are cool. You guys are OG probably anyway if you fucking listen to this. Yeah, since we're a Resident Evil oriented podcast, so. Um, but, uh, I was, the only thing I have left to say about this, the pacing and whatnot, is I couldn't help but think that, like, maybe they should have shuffled things around a little bit in terms of where you go. <laughs> maybe you do go to the castle first but you don't kill AD and that's it like maybe you get in that fucking chapel and you get the knife and maybe you do stab her maybe you don't she just tosses your ass off that cliff and you fucking survive it mm -hmm. and you have to work your way up the cliff and back to the village what I would have done probably is 
She pushes you out of the castle, right? And you need to survive because you're a mole. Uh, by the way, spoiler alert. He, he's a fucking mold monster. Um, I, I, got, I got some shit to say about that, but we'll get there. I kind of digged it um, a little bit because it, it, it's, an, it's a nice way to kind of like s swerve the crowd, I guess, a little bit. But, um, but anyway, what I would have done is he would fall out of the window and then she'd like scream, be like, Nathan! And then like he'd, he'd like Ethan would pass out because he thinks he's dying when he's not. I just I just wanted to say like, die, you son of a bitch, in that angry voice. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you hear, and you fucking just fall down a giant chasm. Yeah, and what I would have done is I would have done a square, right? Uh, well, you'd face Moreau and you'd easily kick his ass because all he does is vomit in the sky and, like, uh, you hide under the thing and you shoot him a lot until he dies. I like how fucking grossed out he was by him. <laughs> it's just like, like, what the fuck is that part where he, apparently he can't control his mutation and he's just being fish or not, he just happens. Yeah. And he just comes out there to, like, taunt you or something. After well, he's just got that meat of fish, and he just starts vomiting up that green shit, and he's trying to spit something out, like he's trying to tell you something. Like that. Well, I like <laughs> I like how he has a puke trait next to his TV that like only airs Heisenberg messages. <laughs> but uh, what the hell was he watching? I don't There's know. There's nothing on there. It's just static. Please, just like eating some fucking. But that's valid. That's pretty valid. But uh, I would have had Ethan beat him. And then all of a sudden, that's when Lady D comes out of it. Because, like, you always see Lady D in her castle or somewhere in, in indoors. You never see her outside, right? That's what I was going to say. Like, how cool would it have been? Like, this is just me thinking about how the game would have been sent for it. But, like, what if she rolled into the village in, like, a fucking carriage? Horses and some shit. Mm -hmm. It was like, you see her like climb out of this carriage. What the fuck is this an enormous carriage? Or, you know, she's in the carriage and like those big werewolf people or uh, like dragon. The, the, the werewolf things, yeah, those. Yeah. That would have been cool. And then she comes out and she's like got her cigarette thing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, ooh, Ethan Winters, I know about you. And then, like, I don't, she gets some fucking lichen peasants or some shit to grab you. <laughs> and then, then you see Mother Miranda, like, fucking, uh, the bitch from Power Rangers. Lady D, grow! Oh my god. <laughs> and she grows into a big monster. <laughs> Pretty good. But, uh, like, god. I, I, I like my version better. I, I know. I was just, I just, I just thought of it, I was like, Wait, Lady D's kind of tall, but, like, that's kind of, like, making it to be, like, I don't know, Kane versus Daniel Bryan. And then <laughs> and then it's, like, wait, you have to make her, like, big, like, Godzilla. And you just do, like, a Power Ranger scene. And then, like, kinda... somehow Ethan grows. <laughs> why not? Apparently, he's fucking mold, so why not? <laughs> but, um... That, that, that's kind of all I got for like the gameplay stuff. I, I feel like they could have switched stuff around a little bit and made it feel less uneven. I I mean I digged it um, because I think I always look at it like it's a wrestling show, kind of a little bit where like 
the Lady D part is kind of like kicking off the match. And then you have to have that lull. Which I thought was, the ambush was kicking off the match. Kind of, I guess. Cause you, and then, like, you exploring the village is the lull. And then you go, excuse me, to the castle. And then that's kind of like picking back up again. Mm-hmm. And then that's the, the sub. That's the sub main event. Yeah, and then Benavito is kind of like uh, I don't know. Uh, fucking... Ray Wyatt match. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Man. <laughs> I don't know. I had fun. Um... I did too, but it's just something I noticed. Like I'm not saying this is bad and they fucked up. I'm just saying like I... it's something I feel like that could have made the game stronger. I kind of, I mean, it kind of makes you think, right? Like, if they had more time, it would pan out more as far as the pacing. And since they were running out of time, they wanted to put this game out. Um, it kind of makes you think, you know, what was cut Like, Adel, maybe something would have happened that was pretty cool. Um, uh, and then the Moreau could have been maybe a little cooler. Um, oh, what do you think about the factory? That's another thing that comes up a lot. Um, my friend Steve and Ted took their time exploring. I kind of jetted through the factory. Yes, in fact, I'm not going to say a lot of people don't like the factory, but I feel like there is a good amount that dislike it. Like, they don't like the area. They don't like how you get fucking... It feels really samey, and I will say, in terms of a design stance for a standpoint, there's always there's always an area in a Resident Evil game that has really samey design. It's either going to be a lab, usually it is a lab. The fact the factory reminds me of the sewers and everything. Well, I was having this discussion with somebody actually about that, and uh, I was going to say actually the sewers in Resident Evil games, I mean. Maybe with the exception of some of the more modern ones. I, I can't think of off the top of my head of there being a long sewer part in any of those. But usually the sewer areas are really short in Resident Evil games. They're like they're just abridged areas you go through to go somewhere else really quickly. But then it would have to be like what? Maybe laboratory, basement to laboratory? Yeah, but that's what I was going to say is the thing is they would always design those areas. They would make them interesting in a way that wasn't... Welcome, Ethan. It, you didn't feel like I'm just in this really samey environment. Like, the lab in Resident Evil 1 I always really liked because it's creepy as fuck. I brought this up to my friends, but I don't as know. They're not big Star Trek fans. Um, I'm not either, really. Like, not... I'm, I'm working on it. But you know, you know the board, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, like, all these things that he were creating, it felt like the Borg... Like they were like half oh, lichen, half have no machine, room. obviously because of the steampunk feel to it. Uh, yeah, but, like more of them had more plating add-ons and shit on them. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I, I dig those enemies. They were terrifying because when you're in a fucking hallway, yes, I can see with a why fucking you propeller guy. Oh, interesting. In that. You're just like, <laughs> what the fuck? You can't stop it. I mean, like at least not till later. So. All you can do is Till run next from we it. Meet. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> I will just think. I, I guess this is time. like a sub boss kind of thing. But there's a part where I you're not about him. Actually, we didn't really. Yeah, he, we don't let him yet. Boss. He's a boss. I will say, I think he's an interesting boss. 
like he's he's one of those people where like he's very berserker kind of thing where he's chasing after you but he has the fuck me light on the back he's and, one of those bosses where you dodge him and he runs into a wall and he gets stunned yeah you that's have what, an that's eye what he does. for quality but if you play on a hard difficulty he doesn't stay stunned as long and he enters that phase where he spits fire everywhere a lot more and it makes it harder because there was a point where the whole room had fire around it and I kind of got trapped <laughs> there was like almost no way to get out of that shit without getting hurt pretty badly so he's a little bit harder on, on hardcore mode I wonder if Village of the Shadow how he is um... I'm going to try that at some point uh, but not right now <laughs> It, the, what this game did to me um it did something to you it just it, let me show you the doll and i'll point where it, it touched me um so i've been it, this is gonna sound like really emo but like i've been really like depressed on games lately where to the point where i just want to you know like beat the game and that's it kind of thing resident evil 8 brought me back to where I was just like, oh, the replay value is crazy. I want to I wanna, kind of 100% get a platinum trophy out of it because it's so enjoyable to play. Yeah, um, it's not often, like, I don't know if I would have called it, like, a depressing state where I just finish the game and just, like, done with it. I, I do it because it's just like, I'm doing it just to do it not to enjoy it. Because I feel like enjoying a game is exploring the game, right? Uh, it can be. That's one way to enjoy a game. Um, I try to enjoy every game I play. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, know, I don't I don't think too much about, about how that's going to shake out. It's just, I just kind of let it happen. Uh, however it does. But, uh, I don't tend to replay that many games right after I beat them. Uh, they're usually like, oh, I'll come back to this later another time. And play again. There are certain ones I've played where I did go back and play it again. This is one I've done. The last one I did was Resident Evil 3. Um, the one before that was Resident Evil 2. Mm hmm. Uh, if, if we're gonna go back even further, it was probably Jesus. Uh, maybe Batman: Arkham Asylum. Yeah, that's another one. Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go back any further than that because I'd have to sit there and really think, and it would take forever. Yeah. <laughs> Mass Effect, uh, like Mass Effect One, I did that. I'm I'm getting that for my birthday. So I can't wait to die that as well. I don't know. I've I've been I've been like Resident Evil 8 brought the itch of being like, wow and and I know a lot of people are gonna disagree, but like, oh, I've been playing single players for a while. Like I feel like single players got on the back burner for a little bit. Uh probably because of the pandemic. <laughs> it's probably a big because everybody's playing VR and shit and all that stuff, or yeah. multiplayer. And then, like, game development slowed down a lot because of that. Mm -hmm. and, you know, everything's kind of gotten into a slump. Unless it was, like, indie titles. Yeah. Everything's slowed down in terms of releases. But, um... 
that's uh that's that wraps up gameplay for me. We got one more gameplay that we didn't really touch. Inventory system. Oh, I thought we did a little bit. We did a little bit, but like very Resident Evil 4 like <laughs> in this one. Oh yeah, I mean like it's literally attache case again. It's it's the same thing. The only <gasps> thing I don't like about it is uh it's really it's really stingy about how it lets you move things around, and it's like kind of frustrating. The menu system too, because like when you get an item and it doesn't fit, it tells you to move things. But like when I move things, I don't know if like if I hit like X or A or whatever, it like pushes me out, and it's like I didn't grab the item, I didn't move anything. What the hell's going on here? Oh, I, I don't have my issue. Put an item down on top of another item and then move that item when mm. you're switching what you're moving. It doesn't let you do that. You have to physically put down the item you were just moving, put it away somewhere out of the way, and then pick up the other item you want to move. It's just, it's just frustrating when you control that shit. I feel like it shouldn't be there. Because Resident Evil 4 doesn't let you do that. Mm. Why couldn't you do that? I don't know. Uh, it's not a big deal. It, it's like kind of nitpicking this bullshit, but it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. Um, other than the, the point you about how this attache case thing, kind of like the four, eliminates anything you need for like inventory management, which was a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Especially with like the they, they want to the crafting thing, and then they half massively put some crafting things in your inventory and then some don't. <laughs> You carry all this meat around in your inventory, but you, no, you don't. All this fucking rusty ass gears and gunpowder and weeds. I think I think it would have made it more challenging. It would have because you would have had all this meat. Well, meat's in your inventory, but like the the gears and stuff and all the other items, like it was in like a sub inventory thing, where it was in your craft menu system. I think they could have they could have made. I'm not saying each individual piece is going to be able to stack, but they can stack up to a certain point. Like, I don't know, maybe in fives or threes. Oops, it's something. Something that makes you think of it. So let's talk about story, right? No. <laughs> um, the game starts off, uh, yes, you're in your house. It shows the storybook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, which is a little odd. <laughs> so, the village of the shadow is pretty much the characters of the town, right? Like, it's kind of foreshadowing what he's going to happen. Uh, like, the, 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 the big white bat is um, the horse, the horse with the deer its head is high as a um, the fish with the multiple eyes on the right. Yeah, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So, so we, we, we get that, we get that Tim Burton kind of feel to it in the beginning. And yeah, it's kind of like Coraline meets Nightmare Before Christmas or something. Yeah, and then like it's Mia, you know, reading the story to Rose. And then Ethan being a bitch and being like, Hey, that's too scary for a baby. And... <laughs> right after he says that, I'm kind of like, man, Ethan, shut the fuck up. I still haven't seen your face yet. <laughs> Listen, why is it important that you see his face? Because 
He's a character. I guess. I mean, we all know what fucking um, Gordon Freeman looks like. <laughs> but, but, uh, I, hey, you gotta remember, he's been through a traumatic ordeal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to see scary shit. He, he says that even during that house when, when you're doing that little bit through the house there. Yeah, I, I took the baby, by the way, and I spinned my joystick <sighs> around and I started doing you spin me right around me <laughs> on my stream. <laughs> I started just like when, when she said, like, uh, put put her to bed. And I, I did like the exact opposite of that. I just walked around the whole house with this baby. Because mm. <laughs> that's what this I'm going to do. The they, they've set me down in an environment. I'm just going to look around the entire environment. Yeah, and then uh, I actually... I, I liked it because you, you, you found a laptop and you learned about information. That there's tension between Mia and Ethan about the whole in this situation. And, and then <laughs> the fucking newspaper where they cover up the whole mold monster thing. Uh, they call it like a gas leak or whatever. property. So, so you get that information. That's cool. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, There's that, little snippets of information you can get from observing the environment. Like, uh, you'd go into the bathroom and sleep. He has medication. He's doing this ever since the incident. <laughs> she's having she's having some issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you find like one of the little bobbleheads from uh, from the other He has it in his house, and he's like, "I don't know why I keep this thing. I need to get rid of it." Yeah, why do you have that? Yeah, because he's talking about like forgetting, or no, he wants to talk about it just so like to get therapy out and like to move on from the situation. And here he is with all these mementos from like Resident Evil Seven and all that stuff. Yeah, there's a couple things. I like there was a couple of little nods to old Resident Evil stuff there. there Kendo, there's more Kendo's there. book? But yeah, when he says, like, it's not paranoid if you really have to get here. It's because he got a book about guns and shit. There's the thing about George Trevor book about European castle architecture. George Trevor was the guy that was on the if nobody remembers that. Yeah. Which is going to be another nod down the road when we get to get near the end. Um, so, <laughs> baby in bed, right? <laughs> put the baby in bed. If you have mods, it's hilarious because then it could be like Chris. It's really odd when you see Chris's head on the baby. If I ever upgrade my computer or get a new computer, I am going to be modding the shit out of it. Stuff. It's Just, fun to mod these, man. We all have like kind of fun mods. Um, yeah. He puts you put the baby in bed. You go back downstairs to talk to the. Uh, mm-hmm. They start to have dinner, but then they start having an argument already because he's like why can't we just talk about what happened in Louisiana and she's like why can't you just let it go but then the lights go out in the house and then there's gunshots and then you see Mia's been shot but she reacts to it really weird like she, it's like it didn't even phase her yeah like, what? and <laughs> I didn't think of it right away right because well, yeah. and you're just like 
when someone gets shot, like, one, they might, like, pause for a second and be like, wow, did I just get shot? But then that pain would come in, and you would scream, you think. Or, or, or something She kind of stares at it like she's a Terminator. And she does like this, and then all of a sudden she gets, like, fucking scar face. Uh, to the point where she's, like, on the gra ground blood. Well, you think she's all bloody. And then Chris Redfield comes in, and he's just like, C Chris? Why? <laughs> and he's like, these fucking shoots are bad, like, it's like, that's a crazy intro, honestly. Yes, because you're just like, wow, Chris Redfield is dick. And remember when we watched the trailers, because we saw that scene, right? Yeah. And we're thinking Chris Redfield's gonna be a villain or maybe a sub-villain to the story, which we'll get down later. Uh, we'll get to it later. But uh, so before you know he takes okay, the rose, he tells his werewolf. I forgot his group's name. Alone. Yeah. So he's not with the SAA anymore, but he still has contact with them. Uh, Blue umbrella. Yeah. Just the yeah, which we still don't know technically about the corporation yet. I learned a little bit about it because they don't really I'm starting to notice they're coming up with like story beats from set fifteen seven eight and a little bit that don't make it into the game and it's not really explained that well. Like I guess after the they financially collapsed originally, like after Resident Evil 4. Yeah. There was a movement to restructure and reform Umbrella and rehabilitate their image and shit. Like, I guess people that were, worked for the company and had no idea they were involved in a bunch of crazy shit or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and they, they changed the Umbrella logo from the red and white Umbrella to the blue and white Umbrella to help get it away from that image. We're good guys, but we're still keeping the evil symbol. And it's... And it, they're, a, they're a legit pharmaceutical company and shit, but they also research anti-bioweapon stuff to help get rid of bioweapons. And I guess Chris eventually joins up with Umbrella. And, yeah, so there's like... There's a, a skip in there somewhere where we don't learn how Chris or why Chris joins with Umbrella. But something happens with the BSAA or whatever and they're they're not they don't seem to be that good anymore. Mm, which I think that's what they're leading to, hopefully, maybe in DLC or in the next Resident Evil game. Um, yeah. but anyway, he he grabs M Mia, well you th you think is Mia and uh Ethan and Rose, and this is the part that kind of like makes me think Chris is stupid, right? So you, they know everything about Mia. They know that she could shapeshift into, or not, not Mia, uh, Mother Miranda could shapeshift into other people. Yeah. Which, by the way, spoiler alert: if you're at this point listening to our podcast, we're we're going to spoilers. I don't care. I had to I had to talk about in this scene instead of going back and forth, but. If she has all these great powers and stuff, why would you put them in the same vehicle? I don't know. 
Because <laughs> even later in the game, when like there, there's you play as Chris later, even some of his squad mates are like, "You should have told Ethan what was going on." He's, He's like, like, "It was time," which is a fucking lame ass excuse. No, I think he said it's too late. But yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah, you're right. He's like, even That's though you good. should have told him, he's like, yeah. <laughs> That's the end of that comment. It's kind of like it was a combat. We're like, yeah, I should have told him, but then we would never have to do it. That doesn't change too much. You'd be like, Ethan, Mia. That's not me. That's Harley Grant. What? And then he like shows him all these files and bullshit and then on his iPhone mm. and stuff. He's like, this is what's going on. We're going to this, this remote village. And I didn't want to get you involved in this. He's like, but my daughter, Mia. So, God damn it, stay out of the way. He doesn't listen. He's still angry. By the way, put me in your phone as Alpha. Because <laughs> Chris is Alpha. <laughs> so, you know, they transport Ethan, uh, Mother Miranda, and Rose in the same Well, the whole Mother Miranda wakes up, probably destroys the fucking convoy uh, with Ethan and Rose, and kidnaps Rose. And I will say I would. So, they did say. I would still have her like in a separate but maybe they didn't have enough vehicle. Maybe Chris Redfield didn't want to ride with Mother Miranda. He was in here. Yeah. <laughs> so Ethan shows up in this like snowy area. He's, I guess, in Romania. Um, they don't say, but. Where they have lay currency and stuff. Lay currency is the main currency. They think, yeah, it's. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. So you, you go down this creepy path, um, you start to see, like, shadows, like, playing, pretty much. Kind of like you said, you know, and then you get to, and I'm kind of speeding, tell me if I miss anything, but we get to the building with um, the, the, the girl and her father and they're starting to do like this M. Night Shyamalan thing where these are others we can't have others in our uh, you know community we'll get in trouble and well, the, well, the ambush happens before, before that oh yeah I like it you survive it, and then you hear like a radio kind of flickering on and off, and then you hear that message like, "Go to Louise's house, past the year, and then survive." So that directs you to that point. So you do that. They kind of like tease and vehicle scene a little bit. Uh, it's just like Ethan in the truck inside of the house <laughs> with. Uh, and like crashing through a doorway, but then like flips the truck over, and then they go up to the roof. And what if it was just like a kind of crazy were werewolf man, and he was just like, fuck, and then he just starts to truck and starts to throw over and over and over. He's like, oh, God, that's my father. <laughs> I would laugh at that. I have to criticize him. That's too much like the one in Resident Evil. 
I have to say, I was kind of interested in the group that we ran into, by the way. Because I was like, we have that one guy who's like freaking the fuck out because, you know, brought in other in the house and like the, uh, the father's all bloodied up and he's gonna turn soon. And... It's just like the, the Mario Grosso guy from Resident Evil 3. But that was another thing I forgot that got cut was apparently that Elena girl was supposed to be a playable character a couple of times in the game. Really? Yeah, but they decided not to do that. I think there was gonna be like segments where you couldn't really fight or something. I made it I made a joke about that. Man, Elena's pretty hot more than Mia. Just go away with Elena. <laughs> You're like, her face is more highly detailed than these other characters. <laughs> yep. And, uh... They, they mess around with you a little bit, because the father turns into a werewolf, and he's, like, down the hallway. Elena. A lichen. Yeah, a lichen. Uh, and Elena shoots her father. Uh, and then they go up to the roof area. And I hate this part because <laughs> he's like coming up the stairs with the like and he's like, Elena. He's like, Dad, Dad! And then like he dies and stuff. So, like, dumb bitch. Dumb. You already know that he's a, a, a man, a wear man monster like like a drug. Uh, and then even, even Ethan is telling her, like, no, it's not him anymore. Like, listen, you already figured that out the first time. Why are you falling for it? Yeah. And then she gets to a point because, like, the father is, like, he fell through first into the fire. Into the fire! Sorry. Um, and then, like, Ethan's, like, grab my hand, and she does nothing, I guess, because she felt the shrieking of the wood. And she's, like, Yeah. She literally falls into like a fiery house, and you can see the floor. Shit. It's not like it's not out of your field of vision or anything. You can see the floor down there. Mm -hmm. She just disappears. It's like a fucking PS2 trick or something. <laughs> but uh, I'm. And that was another thing. Was supposedly where she had a, more of a role in the game. She was also supposed to die, apparently in a more gruesome and awful manner than that. So I can only think maybe it's something like Lady D fucking plays yeah. her alive and drinks her blood or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you drank my wine. I gotta make more. And like she just cuts her in half and pours her into that, a fucking thing. That bottle is really old. That's You don't fuck with that. You don't fuck with somebody's wine like that. Yep. So, and that's where the part where we talked about before is like, why does everybody die around me and all that stuff? Uh, fast forward a little bit. Uh, you go to the castle, right? Unless there's like, we find Duke because Duke pops out and he's like, Mr. Winters. Uh, which, by the way, everybody knows Ethan. Because I guess because of the daughter, right? Because he was a marked man. I guess so. You're the real and, deal, uh, Ethan. Well, he was a Mark well family. Uh, Quit hiding, asshole. So, you know, You're you, you learn about Duke. Um, <laughs> cool your jets. Duke throws Just in that he knows and the merchant, by the way. Like, I'll lend you a hand. Uh, so what are you buying? I had a new old guy what? before. And they throw that in there. Put all the flasks in the altar. And I'm sure you'll figure the rest out. See you. 
Yeah. It's okay if Azul has a little cheese. Mm -hmm. So then God we get to the, the Lady D part. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. We get to the castle, but then Heisenberg shows up. Yeah. And he's like... One, he speaks like Nicolas Cage. It's so weird. I didn't tell you that, right? You just thought that, too. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, what the... F is he doing, like, a, a Nicolas Cage thing? Because it really feels like he's got the same cadence. He doesn't sound like Nicolas Cage, but he talks like him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he doesn't... He, anyway, he's like, Ethan Winters, oh, it's you. Uh, what are you doing here? Why am I asking you these questions? And he just, like, throws a bunch of garbage at him and he traps him and <laughs> drags him away. <laughs> and then... <laughs> He, that's when you start to see all the lords, right? And also Mother Miranda. Um, which, by the way, you kind of get like a, a a quick glimpse of Mother Miranda. Because when you leave the house with the uh, Elena and, and the father and stuff... like yeah, you, Just after the house burns down and everybody dies. Yeah, you open up the gate and there's like one village person is like, No! 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 And like dies and shit and Mother Miranda just walks away. She's like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Walk away in the field and he just fucking disappears. I don't know. Yeah, and uh, then, and then like we get to um the part where they're all in this like I guess dungeon area. Um and, Oh hey, real quick, that reminds me of something we forgot. What? What about the hag? Like they don't really she doesn't really have a name, but that's actually what they refer to her as the hag. So they kind of talk about this, right? I This is kind of jumping a little bit. But when we learn about Mother Miranda shape-shifting, she... The, uh, remember the part where you talk to Eve, by the way? Eve makes another fucking comeback when you learn about being a mold monster. She goes, Mother Miranda, you know, is, you know, a shape-shifter, and you see Eve turn into the witch or whatever that old hag so i'm like was that mother miranda the whole time apparently it was yeah and that raises some questions about the story a little bit in my opinion Let, let's let's dive into that what's the questions so i know that she kind of like i feel like this is just not set up that well uh, it it just doesn't pay off till the very end of the game. That's one of my criticisms of this character, mm -hmm. and this gets into like why. Oh, I can tell they they added her in like at the tail end of development because you literally see her like twice, very early in the game, very brief glimpses. It's my gracious here, pleasure very quickly to see you return some alive. Fucking guy that was in that house, and then she disappears. Oh yes, and. Then you see her in this scene after Heisenberg captures you, and she's like way in the background there, mm. where all the four lords are in the foreground, and they're all getting up in your face and talking to you and everything. Um, can I add to that? I think sure. I, I've I think some new stock. Well, I think two factors, right? So one factor is remember in pre-development they were just like oh there's gonna be a witch that's gonna be haunting you i think solution. that hag was supposed to be a witch that would kind of be like haunting you throughout the village than anything. but that might have that might have changed down the road and number I think so. and number two 
I think what they tried to capture that magic, right? Because remember when we learned in Resident Evil 7 that oh, Eve was the fucking finished. grandmother that was just like dead on the wheelchair the whole time? That was kind of crazy, yeah. Yeah. I think they were trying to capture that magic and be like, oh my god, another grandma that was just like, you know, chilling and it, it was the actual villain the whole time throughout the whole game. I didn't really consider that, actually, yeah. when I was thinking about it, but like, that's I, I guess I can see that angle. Um, Till next we meet. The hag helps Ethan, and like first she gives him vague heads, but then she just straight up gives him keys. And it's like, wait, why is she helping him? And now she does say a throwaway line at the end when they have their confrontation. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I uh, you aided oh, me in helping me get rid of my failed children and, and shit. I'm like. Okay. <laughs> I think this is what was going to happen. Um, so I think she was hoping, and I don't know why, because stealing your fucking, like, stealing your uh, daughter or child and stuff, that's not going to make me want to be with you. Um, no. But, but I think what was going to happen is, like, she wanted to kill her lords because... Technically, they're failed experiments. But wonderful. And Rose was supposed purchase. to be the one, kind of like the Neo. Um, yeah, but they all serve her, except Heisenberg. He kind of. He was like, building an begrud- army. He, he begrudgingly <laughs> serves her, but like that makes me wonder. She must know he's like plotting to overthrow her or some shit. I think. Um, I think Mother Miranda was Palpatine, right? Sure. And I think Ethan was supposed to be Vader. Doesn't, yeah, but it, and then Rose is supposed to be Luke Skywalker. <laughs> it still doesn't make any sense, though. Why would you want somebody to kill all your help that's loyal to you? Because they, if you read their uh-huh. um, their dossier in the Mother Miranda area, yeah, they're all failed experiments. Like the only closest <laughs> one, which it it brings me like Metal Gear vibes a little bit because of the less lost friend, the fucking French word for the Delighted. triple clones and shit. Les enfants terribles. Yeah, terrible. Like, uh, <laughs> fucking Heisenberg is like the closest thing that she was like close to something, and like Lady D is kind of like solidus <laughs> in a way. Uh, yeah, it's I get that like. That's still the thing that bothers me about it, though, is like, oh, sure, they're all failures, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it, and it feels really wishy-washy. It feels weak. It feels like weak writing to me. Um, well, if, you're rumors, least, if your rumors are correct, I mean, she was kind of shoot, shoot in. So. Yeah, Good that's what I'm getting at, because it's, it's like... Heisenberg's not loyal to her, really. Whatever. The other three are, though. Mm. Uh, and it just doesn't make any sense to kill your help that's been helping you the whole time. <laughs> and still helping you. It's, they all failed and died, I guess. Well, that's why but, That's why I got the weird vibes even before the game came out. Because, like, the, the latest trailer before the release date... Like, everybody was saying, no, oh, you must be the famous Ethan Winters. I'm like, who the f- Why? Why does everybody know my name? How's he famous? They, yeah. they literally covered up the incident that he was part of and said <laughs> it was a gas leak, and he just happened to be there. Yeah, so, like, I, I think... And again, maybe I need to read all the journals again, 
maybe they kind of make a, a story out of it. But I think Ethan was supposed to be Miranda's, I guess, right-hand man. It was just written really poorly. I don't even think that. I just didn't get that impression at all. But she said something about, like, I wanted you to kill them. And it's like, why? <laughs> she she wanted his daughter, obviously. Because Rose apparently is a, uh, amazingly strong, which kind of worries me for Nine, which we'll get to. Yeah, uh... It's, it's just kind of like weirdly baffling. Uh, the only the only one that really tried to do something like that was Heisenberg. Heisenberg wanted to make an alliance with Ethan, and he was like, "Hey, help me, help me, kill Miranda. You can use Rose. We can use Rose together. We can kill her. Fuck her. Fuck that bitch. Fuck her. Like he's just doing like." <laughs> I wish he just acted more like Nick Cage. Yeah. By the way, and I know I understand why he did it. Well, he did, like, he tried to kill him. But... I, thought, I felt kind of bad for him a little bit, actually. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? If you think about it, I still think Heisenberg might have, like, backstabbed him down the road. But if they would have tag-teamed, like, I don't understand why Ethan said no, right? He could have teamed up with this guy and backstabbed him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have Heisenberg turn to that weird fucking Metal Gear monster and then, like, you use his tank and then you guys fight Miranda. And you, surely you both could beat Ethan beat her without a fucking tank. Mm. Barely. Imagine if he had the tank. <laughs> so, I guess he would have never got that part where, like, he, well, he, he throws you in the hole, but, like, there's a part where you're, like, Hey, I finally made it to the top floor. And <laughs> fucking Heisenberg just like hits you back down and shit, and then you like meet Chris down the fucking hallway with building building the tank machine. I mean, it would be interesting. Uh, I wouldn't mind it if it still had that linear patch, kind of like a Mass Effect feel a little bit. But uh, I digress on that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I I guess we're hitting up the key points. Uh, Benavito's area, right? Um. Well, we go to the castle after this, after the, the meeting with the lords, and you escape like a uh, death trap <laughs> set up by Heisenberg. It's a bunch of like, fucking spike ceilings and fucking rolling death machines and. Lichens are trying to get you all at the same time. That's actually kind of a crazy part if you're trying to escape all this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get out of it, and then Ethan gets back to the castles, and you finally get to the castle. You're there. Yeah. And, this uh, is one of the better parts. Yeah, this part um, is really good because, like, you have Lady D who's, like, chasing you around. You have the daughters who are chasing you around at some point. Uh, which are, by the way, those are like you have to force it that those parts to happen. They don't just show up anywhere, and kind of with, with Lady D as well. Uh, well, one of them does happen no matter what. You're kind of railroaded into fighting her, the mm-hmm. first one, um, and that's when you learn the weakness. It does it in a cutscene because she something happens and she breaks the window or whatever by accident. Yeah. And then it's like, oh my god, it's cold! Uh, it lets you know, oh, hey, okay, that, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you don't actually run into Lady D until after you kill the first daughter, I think. Yeah. Because then and you get that part. You killed my daughter! Yeah, you hear her fucking yell somewhere in the house. What have you done to my daughter? It's like, oh god. <laughs> and, uh. Choke slam me through the floor? Which she does. <laughs> which she literally does, and she gets up all in your face and yells at you. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of. It, it's a little scary. It's, oh, we forgot the one puzzle where you read the sign in the, the bloodbath room where you have to move the statues around. That was, that was kind of That was somewhat of a puzzle. That was a little bit. Yeah. That was reminiscent of some old Resident Evil shit a little. Yeah, it wasn't too hard because it was like literally you just had to like turn them to the one area like clockwork. Uh, clock. The piano too. It was easy because you just kept hitting the right key until you got the right note. Unless you know how to play piano. Unless you just know how to read music. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I'm like Chris. Chris, unfortunately, can't read music, and neither can I. He needs Rebecca um, to play the piano. Yeah. Jill doesn't need that shit. She's just smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, that's part of the reason why I like the castle so much, because it's the most like a classic Resident Evil setting area. I highly agree because you have the piano you have uh, the mansion feel to it a little bit you have a weird giant opulent ass weird location mm-hmm. <laughs> with a bunch of crazy architecture yeah and how you escape the castle is you have to find all the statue faces that are mm-hmm. apparently the key to get out of her castle <laughs> which is funny um she, in the beginning, when you enter it, she, like, chains you to... Which, I made a joke with my friend Steve well, uh, while he was watching me play. Like, yes. everything that happens to fucking Ethan's hands. A- at this point, I would just fucking As chop off my hands and put, like, swords on them or something. Exchange. Because every time he's, like, his hand is getting chopped off, it's fucking... Uh, loses his fingers. Loses his fingers. Fucking Lady D puts him on hooks like she, he, he's a pig at a slaughterhouse. He's gonna rip his shit out of the you hooks. let me know if you find... And by the way, did you notice when he and lost two else fingers, value. he only had three on this hand, and that makes... Eight. eight. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Play with the title there. Um... <laughs> But yeah, uh, finding the the mat, like exploring through the castle was fun. Um, I I liked my favorite part of the castle is when you go in the dungeon area and you see like all the lichens down there with the swords and shit. Um, I don't think those are lichens. I think they're like something. I don't. They're like ghouls, really. Mm -hmm. Kind of like zombies. What's going with, on? With swords. <laughs> yeah, with, with swords. It, the, you see other zombies later, too, but not just in this area. Yeah, and a scary part of in that dungeon is, like, when you get to the part where, like, the water is up to your knees and stuff, and you're just, like, walking, all of a sudden they pop out of the water and shit, and I was like, holy shit, like, my heart rate went up a little bit playing that area. Were, yeah, when you're down in that dungeon and it's really dark, that's when you first encounter them, mm-hmm. and you can't really tell where they're at. Because if you have your camera levels adjusted correctly, you can't see that well in the dark. You can somewhat, but a little ways off, like maybe five, ten feet away from your field of view, you can't really see. Yeah. 
So like you're looking around because you're hearing this weird noise, and then you turn around, and you see one coming right at you, and it's like, and it's like, oh, oh fuck, that actually did get me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the dungeon was kind of creepy, yeah. And then that the um, that area has a name. It has to do with wine making shit, and I forgot what it, the distillery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that area that was just a bunch of blood. You were yeah. walking around in blood, not water. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was that was cool. And then obviously the when you go to, I guess Lady D's residential area, I guess, because that's where her room is and her gown, ga- whatever gown she's wearing, and there's a bathroom, giant bathtub. Yeah, and then that's when she comes in and choke slams you through the the floor. Oh, that part was funny. I, I don't know why. I just kind of enjoy it. She's like, Welcome. he doesn't catch that she sees him in I didn't here. think you'd make it past mm-hmm. daughter so All she wrong. does is literally, she, she gets oh, mad because he's on the phone. In America. She's like, Ethan's here. I like you. He's too much for my daughter to handle. This is annoying. Like mm-hmm. And then, I guess Mother Raya tells her, like, you need to fucking get him. And she's like, I will. I understand this, the importance of the ceremony. Whole game, there's a ceremony. Oh, come on in. Yeah. Um, Don't worry. And she just throws her goddamn dress across the room. <laughs> and it's just like, planning? what the hell with the ceremony? And she storms out of that room into the bathroom. And then he literally goes in there and starts rifling around in her shit, reading her diary and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she just comes to the door. Like, when he tries to open the door, he's like, oh, fuck. That's <laughs> clearly what he says. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> she grabs him by the throat. And she's mad at him because, obviously, that's when the first daughter is dead. Uh, yep. And then she chokes him through the ground. And I think this is where it leads to the part where he... The dungeon area. And then to the part where you... I, I, I guess you defeat the second daughter, right? Um... This is where you can kind of like play with who you fight next. Uh, you can either go to the library, you can somehow put it off and go there and kill Cassandra instead, mm-hmm. or you can kill um, it's Bella or Daniela in the weird um, tower where there's like what a the cannon hell? and stuff. <laughs> Mia, you, you can break down the wall there. Um, Truth hurts. <laughs> Oh man, I was gonna say something about that. Well, my favorite daughter, my favorite daughter Jordan, fight is the one where take me you out like the other, and, and then he gets going. Save Rose. There comes right? in. It's like the yeah, library. That's a, like, that's a library. daughter. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I told my friend this. I was like, it kind of reminds me, and, and it's gonna sound funny because it doesn't resemble it at all. But it resembles it. Shut your fucking hole. Uh, fashion, but it Revolver so, Ocelot in Metal Gear Solid One, where you're just like. Take a seat running around because once you get put the cold on her she runs around and Listen, circle the library you're being and you're just shooting her but what it has nothing about? to do with the metal you think this is a game i just had like a flashback of i said shit like that. yeah but that's my favorite daughter fight the other two are late Lady, in my opinion super sized bitch oh, uh, oh, after she chokeslammed several freak. stories of this castle which don't you by the way this made me think. It's a test. Like she just put a hole in you're strong to be a part of Miranda's family. I don't whatever. want to be a part it, of Miranda's like, family. Leave it at I. But here we are. But she put a hole. I'm next in line, right? Who's gonna fix that? Kill me. Uh, move up the dude. chain. <laughs> well, fuck that. <laughs> I don't 
<laughs> I don't give a damn about your personal issues. Like this this job I just want to fix my daughter. <laughs> this is like so do know, I. labor. Maybe Heisenberg. Even around scared of her. He wouldn't do it. He fucking hates her. Yeah, Last was, time you freaked, I swear to God! They're children of Mother Miranda, so Mother Miranda would be like, go fix her hole. But, I think she would go down to the village in her carriage pulled by a giant werewolf. You and me. Like we, like I was saying. Together, we go to the same roads <laughs> and we can use some horse, to grow some horse buck from the village. You, my daughter, I need you to do a repair a job. Come with me. Fuck you. you can't refuse her. And, so. and she likes sucks your blood and shit while you're doing the job. Maybe if you do a good enough job, she'll like Last chance. Maybe. You know but what? Then, you actually encounter her down there after I'll she, take she my chances. you all the way down there. That's the first time you really come across her. You're a <laughs> This is one of the things that made me go bullshit in this game. Was when he's like, okay, he's getting through there, and he pulls that lever and goes through that gate. Mm -hmm. And then, like, she slices his arm off, his hand off. And he's like, his reaction is, like, so mild. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, oh, God, damn. I'm like, you lost your head. It's gone. Because he has a bigger reaction when Mia, like, Shit. fucking chainsaws it in seven. He's like, wow, fuck. <laughs> That's more violent because it's a, it's like this chainsaw ripping and shit. A dead end. This was like cleanly sliced off. It happened very suddenly. Like he literally in the middle of something and stopped because he lost all feeling in his hand. And then there he looked and he pulled up a stump and he was like, and his reaction it just felt like not what it really should have been. What was that thing? Yeah. And uh, oh, I kind of want to since he's a mold monster, right, or whatever, a mold person. Like, did you notice the, the the slight nudge and wink-wink when Lady D sucks on his blood and goes, you're kind of stale? Going me. a bit stale. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that until after, because... I, that could be interpreted a couple ways, because, like, when, when it, I didn't know he was a mold monster, I'm like, is she saying he's getting old? Is <laughs> Or something, or is it like now that you know he's a mold monster? Is like, is she saying like he tastes like moldy blood? <laughs> I don't know, but um, yeah, that part. Uh, and if you play it on hardcore, it's a little difficult. By the way, like she does, she's faster, and she maneuver maneuvers quickly in that hallway. This gets to something that I don't, I kind of don't like about this game. Uh, when you change difficulties and you, you go up, mm -hmm. it's something that makes it more artificially difficult. When you turn up the difficulty, your movement speed slows down. Yes. And I don't like that. I feel like that's cheap. This place is messed up. Yeah. I've uh, because get like I, I noticed, it, like in that ambush, that's when I really figured it out. I was like, "Am I fucking going slower?" Because I remember my sprint being faster because I got, I got the thing where you can increase your speed. Um, and I felt like I was just slower, even slower than, like, the default movement speed. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I found out, yeah, that you go slower the higher you turn the difficulty up. And I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you have to, like, go around and, like, collect your hand. By the way, welcome, it's stuck on the switch. You're sure and then you have to find get away from her. Because <laughs> she, she runs. She actually kind of runs a little bit. Peruse. You turn it up. It's like, oh. Because yeah, she's angry. And then you got to put, like, on that that herb juice 
on your hand and somehow it like sticks back together. Um, which basically means you're a mold monster. Once you find out down the road, be like, oh, all the times you got hurt. Yes, I can stuff, see why you'd be interested. Kind of makes in sense that. now. You don't know that yet. You but, enjoy all the killing, Snake. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the gate opens. You run away, and the Concrete elevator goes up, and you're in the courtyard and all that but stuff. But to think you uh, want to pile on even more. Which <laughs> you know, you go up to the roof also and get the the sniper rifle. And pretty much, when you get all the faces, uh, you're, uh, you know, you're out of the castle, but then you go I across one makes the bridge, useful. and that's when you find that cool-ass knife, and then Lady D shows up, Do you have enough and you stab power? her in, like, Please the come rib again. titty area. <laughs> yeah, you, she, she stabbed you first. Yeah. Because you ruined everything. I agree. Like, this fucking peasant comes into your castle... And just starts breaking all your valuables and shit. Well, think about it. Family. Well, th well, think about it. Because, like, he's trying to find his daughter, right? And yeah. the, the, which, by the way, after you beat her as a dragon, like, Rose, part of Rose is in this little fucking container. But we'll get to that. Um, but, like, Rose is not even in the castle. He's, she tells him that earlier. Yeah, she's, in, she's like, part of hers in, in the church. And he goes around, like you said, breaking stuff in her house, killing her daughters, and just causing havoc for no apparent reason. I'm just, I'm kind of trolling. I mean, they brought they, they dragged him and like these fucking crazy bitches are trying to kill. Yeah, they want they want to physically eat him. <laughs> True. All right, so, touche on that part, but I I was just kind of halfway trolling about that, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, but he could have. Um, well, obviously not because he had to find all the masks to leave. So, but uh, yeah, like he stabbed her, and it's, she makes this horrible squealing sound, <laughs> throws you through a wall, and then she starts. She turns into a dragon. Yep. Then which you, is uh, another sly nod to like you know uh, Dracula vampire shit and stuff. And then you fight her in a tower. You find all the weapons and shit. Shooter, um, and then she like breaks the top of the tower, and then you fall down. Oh no, no! You fight her, you go up, and then you fight her, and then you go back down again, and then she's finally dead. She curses you until she dies. Yep. And then he says, "You're the one that's cursed," and I'm like, "Really, dude?" <laughs> I'm starting to like question his mental state at this point. <laughs> Because yep. his mild reaction to like crazy injuries, and then his not good attempts at one-liners. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, how should I say it? Sus, I guess. Whatever. It's a little sus. It's a little sus. But um, you you defeat her, and then you have this container, and then you go to Duke. Um, he's like, "You have your daughter right there." What are you talking about? He's like, rub the jar. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like a bunch of dirt on the label. Like, he never expected it closely. I did, but he fucking did. Mm -hmm. I was like looking at it, because this is Red Evil. Like, what the fuck is this thing? And then he finally rubs the dirt off it and says, Rosemary, stubby. And he's like, what? <laughs> By the way, so is Rose Eve as uh, well? Essentially. It's, yeah. Well, I guess because mold in 
Mia was also mold. See, that's the, there's a whole plot hole there because. Wait, Mia's mold too? Well, she was infected. She was molded in the original game. That's why she was like her is seven. Um, that's why she was like you know going crazy and stuff. Now I want to. Now I mean I know it's not gonna affect Resident Evil Eight, but now I just want to save the other chick in seven. See, this is the whole. I guess we can get into it now. This is kind of the problem I have with the story in this game. I feel like they made Resident Evil 7, and they made real attempts to have shocking stuff happen to you to jar the player, you know? Like the stuff we were talking about earlier. And one of those things is like, Ethan getting his hand chopped off and crazy stuff and then getting attached, like it gets stapled back to him. Mm -hmm. And there is some kind of like brief mention of oh, you've been infected by something that's why you need to still use your hand they, they do say that yeah and he's got like a weird device thing that lets you attract B.O.W.s and shit and I guess it's identifying him as one that he's infected uh, that might also be a little plot hole how can he not see himself on that monitor if he was mold because it tracks all the mold monsters Mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel like they retroactively had to come up with some kind of reason why he could keep fucking reattaching his limbs. Well, yeah, they didn't, they didn't know why. They didn't know what it was. They thought it would just be cool. I, I low key like the idea that he's a mold monster. I still think the shock of Eve telling him be like, huh, "What are you dumb?" Like. You know, Jack killed you at the house, and then you became a mold monster, and yeah. and won. Now I understand. I understand your point of view, where it's kind of like far fetched. I I think they, I truly think they need to make a bridge for that to happen. They, I, I feel like they did something, and they wrote themselves into a corner with a certain mechanic. Something, they, some idea they were trying to present in the last game that had no real good explanation for it. Mm -hmm. So they came up with this. And it raises other questions, though, because Mia was infected oh, by mold, yes. but she wasn't killed. Was she? Yeah, and that, that's what we don't know about. And here's another plot hole as well. Little so, often fills the purse, when say. Mia and Ethan had a baby, right? Mm -hmm. So did he make a mold baby? Yes, I think that's what they're trying to say. And this is another thing. Mia knew that he was. All, this is another. This is just preposterous. It gets to preposterous territory. Yeah, because she goes, he's different. Because remember, Chris no, she said she knew he was dead oh. the entire time. I was like, how did you know that? And nobody else knew that. Like, did Chris and all them and the Umbrella and all that and the BSAA did not know that. And they did all these tests and shit. Mm -hmm. And nobody saw irregularities in his blood work or anything like that. And nothing. <laughs> it just raises too many questions. I, that's why I think they need to have the DLC to answer this. Like I said, I, I like that they continued the story. Because they could have just been like, yeah, he's a mold monster, and just like end the story there. <laughs> but like, 
<laughs> but seems useful. But like now they're like making it into like a trilogy in a way because at the end it goes the father's story's done, which I don't think it's done by the way. I think Ethan's gonna show up in some form or fashion in nine. Um because of how Eve showed up in Ethan's which, by the way, I call it the the Jedi. You know, like in uh, the Force Awakens, how like Ray and Kylo talked in some type of like Force world or whatever. <laughs> I think I think Resident Evil Seven and Eight have like the mold world because remember when Jack was talking to fucking Ethan and shit? Yeah, like Jack was there and uh, who else? Somebody else was there too. Was it Zoe? Yeah, the whole yeah. family was there pretty much. Yeah, and it's like, what the... And that was one of the things in that game that made me go, what the fuck is this? Because it's like... This is getting into, like, weird supernatural territory now, and I'm like, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. Like, you... They used to frame... This is, what, this is, like, what they just put off with this game. They framed supernatural-looking things in that they're actually from a virus or a parasite or something. Mm-hmm. But that didn't really seem like that at all. Unless there's a mold world. And it seems like maybe there is because they set up that mega mice thing, the root mold. Which, by the way, I, I think there's more than one, in my opinion. There was. I feel like there was one in the Baker um, And it was different because we'll talk about that later in the yeah. Which, by the way, I like how they're having like little experiments throughout the fucking town. Like they have like little town, little fucking tent areas with like little laptops and samples and shit. <laughs> I kind of like that. Like the, when you go back to that church in the village and you see there's like laptops and a bunch of bullshit there. Like, what? <laughs> you go there and you read this file, and it's just like, what the fuck is going on? What is this shit? <laughs> but. Uh, it, it's cool. It turns you off a little bit. Yeah, apparently the, there was a root fungal mold under the village, and when it's made everything like a hive mind collective kind of thing, somewhat. And if you die there, your consciousness, your data gets uploaded to it. <laughs> So I guess Ethan made contact with the root mold thing on the Baker property when that happened, if that's the logic I'm supposed to follow. Because otherwise that makes no sense that that happened. Yeah. And any anyway, like, yeah, he gets out of there and the dude tells him about the jars and how each one of the wards has one. Mm. And he's like, you can get them all together and you can bring her back. And he's just like... Bring your, like, that makes no sense to him, but he just fucking... Yeah, he does it anyway. Um, <laughs> so, we'll start off with Benevito. Benevito's uh, house, it starts off very ominous. Um, because, you know, you see Mia, uh, you start to have, like, hallucination, uh, hallucinations a little bit. The first thing you do is you put your fucking photo in like a slot, a mail slot, <laughs> and you open up the door to the elevator. Well, uh, it says, give up your memories. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, 
what? And then it's like, well, the only thing you think you could fit through this slot's your fucking picture of your family. Mm-hmm. So you do that. Yeah. And that does that does feel like something kind of Silent Hill-ish. Yep. Um, also, the, the way this area looks and it's set up is very cool. Like, you go into it, and as you gradually go in, it gets more foggy and misty. Mm-hmm. Because the house Viento is, like, near a waterfall. It's, like, in the cliffside of a waterfall, which is, like, really cool. That would be a fucking badass place to put a house. Um, and when you see the house, it's crazy. It feels like a man- mansion-ish when you, when you see it. And then you go in, and it's it's not all that big, but... Yeah, kinda, it's starting... I kind of wish it was bigger. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't mind it, because, like, you're going into this big house, right? But you're going into small areas, um, which kind of messes with you. kind of reminds me of, like, the Outlook Hotel in The Shining, where all the fucking, like, rooms and stuff don't add up really well. Because, like, yeah. you, you go in, and then there's, like, hallways. You're kind of having, like, a PT moment. And then you end up in this surgery room area with a dummy and stuff. And that's when you kind of get your puzzles a little bit, where, you're like, you have to do the joints, and then you get the one of the symbols, and then you get the other symbol, and then you notice that you open up the symbol. I laughed because I'm like, boy, you can't stick your fucking fingers in there. You need tweezers. Yeah, you need tweezers. You need. What? <laughs> you need scissors to open up the bandage while there's like so many sharp items in that room that could. Brad, yeah, you, it's hard to rip up bandages with your bare hands. Yeah. So I understand that. Um. Yeah, that doll puzzles. It's it's not that. It's not difficult or like challenging in any kind of way. It's just run your, move the sticks until you find something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get wet in this this base area. You do this puzzle, and some strange stuff starts happening as you're down there doing that stuff. Um, start seeing things. The light starts flickering. You hear shit on a radio. Um, very PT-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get shown a, a, a tape of somebody walking down to a well. <laughs> yeah. I, I... I didn't understand that part. I mean, I understand what they were doing, but like, oh, you know, that's where I need to go. And obviously, when you do that dumb puzzle with the film, and then also it's up a secret passage... And then you go down this like I will admit that area was kind of creepy. It was creepy. Plus, there was you started playing this music and the stuff. baby and the baby started uh, laughing and stuff. Uh, and that's when I was like, "Oh, this has a PT feel a little bit." So like, yeah. And then you get out of there, and, and long story short, you eventually get to the part where you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna get out of here." Such a disappointment. And then you go down the hallway. And this big fetus is just fucking dragging um, down the hallways. That's where I'm like, nope, nope, this is scary as fuck a little bit. It's a a very big, gross thing. Laughing. Creepily baby laughs. It's all distorted sounding because it's a giant, gross, monster fetus. 
And I'm like, oh, this will be some great birth control for some people. <laughs> some people were making jokes about this is the scariest part of Resident Evil, and it's like when you're holding the baby is Ethan. <laughs> I'm not like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, um, that part was genuinely pretty creepy. I, so I, 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 dug, I, I dug right from the baby. Yes. I need enough power. And hiding and shit. He's not too challenging to get away from. Sometimes he can catch you. Yeah. Are the fruits of my power. It's, it's, it's just right. Yeah. The it, strong will destroy it's the creepy, weak. That's the way of the world. But if we know how to play games where you could like out, you, you should know, have run never a, refused me. A big dude, pretty much. You'll know how to get around it. What a freak. You play horror games, you can get past this. Yeah. And obviously, you have to get the elevator. You have to get the fuse and stuff to get that, and then you get out of there. Um, and then that's when you get to the Benevito doll hide-and-seek thing where you have to find her. You stab the doll, which apparently kills the actual person that's controlling the doll, <laughs> which is a little weird a little bit. I don't get that. They try to explain it like she spread her Kado parasite to the dolls. Mm -hmm. and I guess most of it was in Gigi or something. Yeah. So I would guess it's like, uh, Symbiotic thing, you hurt the ball, you hurt the Maybe. I don't know. After the baby part, it kind of goes downhill from there a little bit. And then you're just like, let me get let me get out of this house. Yeah. And then you I feel, like it, I feel like it could have gone on just a touch more. Because mm -hmm. like, when he gets out of that elevator after getting through with this basement baby shit, it... It really looks like he's tripping on acid at that point. Yeah. Like, the graphics are kind of fucked up. It's like he's, like, hallucinating. Like, it's very clear something's wrong with him. I feel like they could have, you know, dragged it out a little further. And mm -hmm. then he could have had the hide and seek The scissors. <laughs> I think it would have been hilarious, like, shotgunning the doll. But, uh... That'd just be too easy. Yeah. But I would but like. You get to do that. You get to do that mercenary mode. Yep, which is fine. Um, but after we get past that part, we go into Moreau's area. Moreau's area is like probably easy as hell because there's like three areas. Like you go into the little tra train yard cave area. You see him puking. Yeah, you're in that mine, and yeah, you, you, this is another thing that makes me think Ethan's dumb. Was this part? We're like he sees him in there, like he's just staring at a TV and vomiting. He's like, oh, that's I'll do anything. He's like sifting for her. Yep. <laughs> he the, the jar for Rose. I guess it's her arm. He's right there. Yeah, it's like right there, and he just like stares. He grabs it. He actually grabs it from him, and then he says he could have just left. I'll be taking this asshole. Essentially, is what he says. And he turns around and sees it. He's like, No, no. And he begs for him not to take it from him because he's like, All oh, the other ones will laugh at me. They hate me. And he's like, And he fucking indulges him talking to him like mm. this weird monster man. And he's like, I don't care if everybody hates you. What the fuck do I care? And he talks, he has a conversation with this guy and he starts laughing at him. He's like, You're dumb. You talk too much. While you were talking to me, I spread my snot everywhere. <laughs> there's like a bunch of green 
Oh shit, it's trapped you there. And you have to like hit it with your uh, knife or gun or something. Yeah, he doesn't realize that you can just hit it twice with a fucking butter knife and get out of there. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you're going through that area and obviously you get to the part where you're like you're on top of the roof because you have to drain the water to fight him at the end. Uh, and then and that's when you get the little puzzle thing with the platform. And you drain, you drain the swamp. Uh, there's a in the swamp. Yeah, drain the swamp. Do it. It's gonna be great, huge. Uh, but then you you fight him, and like I said, he vomits in the sky, and then you have the like his belly gets big, and you shoot him. Um, and then I you kind of like that mechanic where he would like vomit his ass and shit, and then ass rain. You had to hide. Mm -hmm. It was kind of interesting. But they kind of like show you where to hide, which kind of annoys me a little bit because they like it's, mark it in yellow. It's a little too obvious. Well, everybody likes to do that in games now. They like to mark this shit where you're supposed to go with like bright primary colors. Mm -hmm. It's like who the fuck would spend time painting this ladder haphazardly yellow? Like it's not even painted well. It's not. It's just like somebody fucking slapped some paint on it. And there, and you can still see some of the wood. It's just, mm -hmm. this is shoddy craftsmanship. This yeah. is shoddy craftsmanship, game designer. They tried to do a little mini puzzle without the, like, the platform area, but, like, there's a part where you have to, like, push shit, and then, like, you have to, like, you're like, oh, you gotta shoot the ladder, and I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, that's the only thing that... That's one of the things that kind of get me down a little bit is that the stuff was like way too easy at some point, even on hardcore. I was just like, "Oh, this is what I gotta do." Okay, whatever. This was ver this was very much for casual people, even on the hard level. Kind of annoyed me a little bit, which I think if I would have up my difficulty, you would think that the puzzles would be harder. Maybe like lichens would just drop out of the sky or drop it be in the house during that area. Or maybe they should just do what Silent Hill did, which is you have action difficulty and you have riddle difficulty. They call it a riddle. Mm. Yeah. I need Something to... to think about, guys. I want to play. I want to go through the Silent Hill games someday. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I. I don't know if I could do a thing like we do with Metal Gear and fucking this though. <laughs> we play all the games, try to talk about them because I don't think I can do that. After <laughs> Oh no! They're, they're, I think we would pick the games that we want to do because <laughs> I, I I don't want to do all of them. Um, but after you get that past that part, that's when uh, you see. Well, one you get the oh during that uh, is when he runs into Chris. Hound Wolf Squad, Chris. Though. Yeah. And, and then, like he's still like hostile to Chris because he's like, y "You fucking killed me, and now do me, do me, asshole." And then, like, Moreau comes, and then he's like, Get down, Ethan! And he saves you, and then it's like... Why? Yeah. And then you get past that part, and then you go into... Well, that's when you see on the TV with the Heisenberg book. Come to me, Thomas, if I have a pro proposition for you. I've got a proposition for you. just need to... Mm-hmm. You can go there and get the flask if you want it right now. It's all you. Nothing. Go get it. 
And then he's like, you're an asshole or something. He, he called me an asshole. He's like, he told me to just go fucking get it. I mean, like, I don't know. It, I guess he kind of set you up for a little bit of a trap. But... Yeah. So Heisenberg is supposed to be the Lucas of the group from the seven. Yeah. Because one, he's communicating you through a TV, and two, he kind of does like all those traps kind of thing a little bit. He's got traps, and he designs weird shit, and yeah. Yeah. So, Stronghold is a pain, even on normal. Because, um, I, I, cause what I was doing before, I was just shooting them, but they just kept, kept on coming. And I, I didn't notice that until, like, I started running out of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the guys were like Tarzaning off of fucking vines and shit after you, which was pretty hilarious. I laughed a little bit. And then that's when we got the part where the the big uh, guy with the axe shows up, and you're in a small area. And I had no bullets, by the way. I had to run with all the bullets, pretty much that were in that area, and I won. I had a couple of pipe bombs. So I did. I shot really well, and then I threw the bombs, and I somehow won. And Lycans had some items as well, so the Lycans came in and helped out a little bit for me more than him. Thanks to your I've expanded my yeah. services. So we get past Shall that part, and then obviously Heisenberg like fucking taunts you and shit. But come here, bitch, and like you you go. He doesn't call you a bitch. He said. He says something. He's like, uh, I don't. Remember, I don't think I he directly insults you, but he's just like, "All right, you got the flash. Good job." Now, of your exploration. Mm. You can talk. Ah, you know, yes, like, yes. He's just like, "No, I don't want. I don't fucking trust you." He's like, "Just do it. Don't be a pussy." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Fine. All right, I'll go." Do you have but, enough firepower? And, I can now offer an expanded uh, weapon modification service. He, I don't think anything else happened between them. Like, you oh, stronghold and you just go. You put the, the giant's chalice, all the flasks. The first one, you see, like, a, a vision of Miranda, apparently. Yeah, you know, like, he remembers something. It's like, what are you. Are you having, like, memory gaps? Like, what got the a hell long is way this? to go. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Uh, I mean, the, the factory is long. It's, you know, I. It's, this area is weird because, like, at first, when I first played through it, I didn't really like it that much. Mm. But when I played through it again, I didn't mind it as much at all. And actually, I got through it pretty quick. And that was just... And I, I did everything. Mm. I even did some stuff that I skipped last time. Like, I forgot to do the... Uh, Miranda thinks we're puzzle. nothing but children. Yeah. I totally missed the room it was in. Oh, she doesn't care for us. No. And, and I didn't She's find the ball ball because you have to make the ball there. You don't just find it. Uh, so if you're like, where's the ball at? That's why you gotta find the ball. You gotta find the ball at the casting line. This reminds me of the part in seven where you're about, you know, like the cave area with the molds and shit. Yeah, the salt mines? Yeah, it reminds me of that area. A little bit, yeah. Um, I didn't really mind the salt mine that much. Uh, I was going to say, that this kind of reminds me of something I forgot to mention earlier, which was uh, 
There was a couple treasures I missed the first time I played. That's fine. I don't expect to get everything the first time I played, even though I look. Uh, but I got a treasure that I couldn't find the other piece for, no matter what I did. And I had, like, a key that I had nothing for it to go to. And I was like, what the hell does this key go to? I went through the whole game and I never found out what it went to. Yeah. That whole area where you leave Heisenberg's weird trap maze way back in the beginning of the game and you're walking through like those old ruins and shit mm -hmm. there's a room in those ruins where there's a chest that's locked and you need a key for it that's where the key goes really it's a it's a treasure chest it's like you know how it marks all the treasure chests on your map mm -hmm. and let you know hey this is where some really good expensive shit is Guess what? It never marks that that's a treasure chest on your map. It never marks that that's even a room on your map. It's unmarked. You get like a gem to put in um, uh, a necklace. It's apparently it's it's Lady D's necklace that you make. Okay, I've seen it, it, I've seen like people. The it's like the necklace her daughters wear. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it gets a lot of money actually. It's kind of worth getting. I gotta, but, try, uh, I gotta try to get it. Yeah. Um, out of that that thing with the in the factory where I found the room where the labyrinth was reminded me of that because I just totally somehow missed it. <laughs> hmm. But uh, the, yeah, the factory is a little confusing at first, and it does feel long the first time you do it. But I, I promise you, when you go through the game again, it's like it's a breeze because you know exactly what you need to do and where to go. It's just. Yeah. It's no longer than any other area of the game. It's just fucking kind of obtuse nah, how you traverse it. I like what Resident Evil does with their different... Because it's never one area the same. Every area has its own theme. Kind of like mm -hmm. with the old Resident Evil, it's like you have the main area, then basement, then sewer, then one. laboratory, or whatever final area there is. Or, or train or helicopter to get out of um, but another thing um, I want to say is there's a part I love all the enemies in the factory because they're both like and they're all like steampunk and they have these drills and shit they get tougher too it's like first you just run across the R headsets on and they're not that much of a threat then you run to the guys that have Sold ass. Slowly as you progress, they get upgraded. Like they have like armor and then there's one that has even more armor plating, and then there's one that has like a weird jet propulsion system on it, so it can drop around the environment a little bit. There's one that's just a straight up tank, and it's just got a bunch of fucking armor on it. Yeah. And you gotta knock all that shit off eventually. Uh, and that's when you eventually get to the propeller boss battle, where you, uh... Sturm. Like running into the wall, you gotta shoot him, wall him up at some point. I like that note where he talks about how he chopped his own arms off and it was a failure. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still alive, it's like he kept him in that hole. Did you, did you know that, um, I don't know if it's a direct, uh, taken from it, but Hitler's army ever see the movie? No, I know about this. You're talking about like how that guy said that he got plagiarized because they ripped off his propeller. Monster. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I heard about that. It looks it looks similar. <laughs> very similar. Maybe that dude watched that movie and thought that was cool, and he, it's not really a new movie anymore, right? No. Yeah, it's it's a movie from a little while back, and he thought, oh, I can make the, uh, my own version of a propeller. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People seem to be making a real big deal out of it. I guess I got to feel like kind of hurt, but I would look at it as a homage. I mean, what's he really get out of it? Yeah, like, he's not going to get money out of it. <laughs> I mean, and what's the guy get out of it that made that monster exactly? Either? He just he had to come up with a monster for that area. It's not like he's getting fucking royalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same deal you had. You had to make a monster for that scene in that movie. Yep. What's the difference does it make? I don't know. So I would feel, I would look at it as a compliment. This dude had he took he kind of took your idea and made it his own spin on it, so it, to speak. He just he, his B-rated movie. He just wants a he wants money. It's clearly he wants money. But, he don't get any. He's talking yeah. about a fucking ten-year-old B-movie or something. Yeah. But <laughs> but anyway. Um, you do that, and then you meet up with Chris, and he tells you about Mia, finally, and says that... Well, he doesn't know Mia's alive yet, Chris. He thinks... Yeah. You get thrown down a hole, and then... Because this part gets you the first time you play it. And he's like, again? Because he, he feels like he has to go climb all the way up this shit again. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? Because mm-hmm. I was kind of mad at first. Yeah, me too. And, but then Chris shows up, and he disarms you and he's like alright sit down in this chair and I'm gonna fix this tank while I'm talking to you and I'm gonna fill in the plot <laughs> <laughs> which yeah he, he, he doesn't even talk about it. he explains what happens with uh, the beginning and everything and how he's there to help fucking put him in this shit he's gonna help him get ready back everything's good and then he says give me a ride <laughs> that's when he explains everything yeah uh, and then you learn about uh, the mech that he was building, I guess, while he was going through the factory, I'm guessing. Which is weird. I don't know why he built, like, he built a tank out of, like, um, composite materials. And it's like, why would Heisenberg build something that he knows he couldn't control with his powers? That doesn't make any sense. That's like fucking. That's another weird plot hole thing. Yeah. So you get into this mech thing, right? You have a chainsaw and you have a rocket launcher, I guess. Whatever cannon and a machine gun. Uh, you go in there and then you have the Metal Gear fight. We already explained about that. It was cool. Um, Yeah. And then after that, um, there's a part during that fight where like the. His factory explodes because Chris says, I'm going to plant explosives. She'll start her ceremony with your full of monsters. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. If that happens, he blows up the road. Heisenberg's like, No, my factory. He blames it on Chris. It's like he knew he was there. Did you catch his diss, by the way? And he's like, I'm a boner punching asshole. (laughs) Yes. Actually, got a laugh. I laughed. Like. People, we, everybody knows it's the absurd. So, like, it's just a th- it's kind of like a Duke thing, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see you try. 
it's it, it, it's it's hilarious. But maybe he read up on Chris. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was in the report. There was a there was a gas leak in Africa, and Chris Redfield pushed a boulder in a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we defeat Heisenberg, and then that's when we start getting the story. Of, yeah, and well, well, first Mia like rips his fucking heart out. Not Mia, um, fucking um, Mother Miranda. Why does he fall for that? Because he's like, stupid. It was what I guess he is. I've been complaining about how fucking stupid he is, the stupid shit he says, and how he reacts to stuff not correctly. <laughs> and. It's just like he knows already that like okay the first time he saw a weird ghostly illusion thing and he, he figured out that wasn't oh, real. And again, like his wife's coming up to him and she's talking weird, like that's not what she would talk like. And I guess he's just a dumbass. I don't know. It just bothers me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no coin. But uh she like kills a him. Good deal. If I say so and, myself. And you're just like one she does uh, Kano's fucking finisher move rips the heart out. She literally just shoves her ha- hand into his chest and pulls his heart out, and he's like, uh, uh, and does like a sponge, and all the fucking blood just goes all over her face. And Sick. then he dies. Well, you think he dies. Um, and then it goes to Chris, and then he goes into the, I guess, Mother Miranda's house, whatever, lavatory. He's uh, yeah. He goes through the whole village. I like this part of the game a lot. Do you? Yes. Yeah, like it's cool because it's a nice break because you spend the whole game kind of like conserving ammo and being careful and you know all this other stuff, all this other survival horror stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. And then like you get to play as Chris and he's got like high powered fucking it's dark bio weapon assault rifles and shit and grenades and. Umbrella medicine injectors. Yes. And he's just like ripping, he's just tearing ass through this village. He's like killing like a bunch of these fucking lichens. Yeah, you just, and, you just burst fire like your P90 and like the heads explode. And you're he's not. He's got like a, a laser thing and you get to like hit, fucking hit giant mold monsters with like orbital strikes or something. I, I, I was like, this is Call of Duty Chris. Like it was, it's, it was fun. It was okay though because it wasn't the whole game. It was just like you play as Chris for like maybe about half an hour. Mm-hmm. I want to say, and it's not, it's not that the whole time either. Because yeah, there's this part where you get down into like this little lair area, and it's Miranda's lab apparently. And this, and this is where I love it because one, you learn about all the boards, by the way, where they were experiments, mm-hmm. and then you read. Well, one, you look at all the pictures and stuff, and apparently she never ages because of her uh, shape-shifting. And then you read a letter from a guy named Spencer. And Oswell Spencer ran into her a long time ago. And found this, like, weird logo all over the village and shit. And plagiarized it. He's decided, like, it reminds me of an umbrella. We had that conversation, so that's why I... <laughs> I I really enjoyed that because I'm like, holy shit! Like, it makes you think. And I know it probably didn't happen because this was a shooting character, Mother Miranda. 
But I'm kind of like, maybe there is some female character if I go back and play the old games that they kind of mention without nailing it on the head. I don't think so. I don't recall anything like that. But it, it like I said, it kind of, it kind of like reboots it a little bit for me, in my opinion. It kind of plays with the story again. It wreaks havoc on some shit that they establish a little bit. Yeah, because he's 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 like Mother Miranda wants to do something where you, you can live forever, right? And it helps people. And mm, I didn't think so. It felt like a more selfish thing. Like she wanted to do, basically all she cared about was getting her daughter back. Yeah, I mean, obvi- that's it's still saving a life and having at a whole village's expense, though. Yeah. That's but, the thing. Like, she sacrifices this entire village for that. But Spencer goes, I like your idea, but I'm going to make it into a virus. <laughs> and here's the other thing, though. This fucks with, like, again, this goes against some stuff that they did previously, which is, like, remember Resident Evil 5? Mm-hmm. You have the Lost in Nightmares DLC, and it kind of shows you what happens when they raid Spencer's estate, his other estate. Mm-hmm. That he's at, and then like it kind of reveals why he did all this fire shit to begin with, which is he basically wanted to live forever. He didn't want to die. That's so. It's like that's what all this was for was to, so he could live forever. I feel like that's not correct. That doesn't line up with like what was presented. And then like now here, it seems like it's going back to what the original intent was. Because he doesn't mention anything. Your idea is interesting, but I think that as a virus, could be, it could be more widespread. It could be applied better. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, I think they. I think they could. I think they could play with it now. I think it rejuvenates. Re, I can't even say that word, but you know what I'm going with. Rejuvenates uh, the, 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 the franchise. Yeah. yeah, and that's where you could be like, well, Code Veronica and all that stuff. They could mess around with that. They could mess around with the four and all that. So that's ideas because it, it does mention that it was worldwide what Spencer did, and that's why he had the Africa and. But anyway, <laughs> Chris goes into a, uh, a room like a cell area, and lo and behold, you it's let Mia. Me know if you find anything else of value. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? And he's like, holy shit. <laughs> he like, holy shit, it's her. <laughs> well, first he goes, wait, and he says, he asks one of his hound you buddies, really are like, is Mia in front of you? And he's like, yeah, Mia's here. Oh, not Mia. Okay. Mother Miranda. Miranda's in front of you, right? He's like, yeah, she's right here. It's like, I found Miranda Winters. He's like, Miranda Winters? Holy fuck. <laughs> and uh, that's when he's like, all right, let's go. Or he says, stay here. Uh, and then he's like, I have some bad news. Like, Ethan's dead. And that's when she goes, Ethan's special. And I'm like... What? And then we get to the ne- next scene where <laughs> Ethan is in the fourth mold world out of my way. with Eve. Uh, where Eve's talking to her, uh, Ethan and telling him that didn't you think it was funny that you were always getting hurt and all that stuff and nothing was happening to you? And then she's like, you were dead the whole time when Jack killed you at the house. 
And I was like, holy shit, that's kind of... In my opinion, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of outlandish, and I still think, like you said, they need to, like, bridge the gap a little bit to kind of explain it a little more. Maybe have a DLC where whether you do that in journals or whether you do that in some type of bridge from 7 to 8, that would explain it a little better. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, um... I, I, I was like, holy shit. And then he ends up in Duke's fucking uh, carriage. And, and that's when we got that weird line of like, you know, you're going to step out into the world of what is going to be different. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And then, you know, you're in the ceremony area where defeating Mother Miranda, going to battle Mother Miranda, that's when you build up and you can buy one more more stuff from Duke before you go into battle. And you go to Mother Miranda's lair, I guess, whatever that is, um, and she like takes Rose out of like a moldy area podium thing. Moldy podium. Moldy podium, and Rose is like all in one piece. And my favorite part is Chris shoots fucking Mother Miranda and all you hear is Chris go, QUICK GET HER! <laughs> and fucking either grab Rose and then they have like a tug of war and like Mother Miranda puts fucking Rose on like a and like puts it high up in the air in a battle. Um, which we already discussed the, the boss battle. It was like shoot, 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 shoot. And then you would get flamethrower uh, by her little balls but you shot her too much to get to that point and uh, yeah I saw it it's just I ignored that I just I thought yeah it worked and then you defeat her and I mean and then oh obviously this is the part where it gets interesting because now Ethan's apparently dying um, his body can't take it anymore his mold powers are gone. <laughs> um, yeah. And, um, Chris takes Rose. Ethan stays behind to blow up the, the, the what they call that thing again? The Mega Mycete. The Mega Mycete. And he blows up the Mega Mycete. Mia, Chris, and his hounds father on the, the, uh, plane. And they have an infected BSAA person. And like, yeah, the BSA drops in like during the whole segment with Chris, and then he's like kind of talking about the environment, and then that happens. And, and I don't know, they look kind of incompetent and dumb. <laughs> and then yeah, that's like the big reveal. Like, this guy is a bioweapon. He looks like a, a zombie. He looks kind of like a zombie a little bit or something. Yeah. So I wonder, do you think it's in the DLC or do you think this is going to be in the I think it's going to be something that they tackle on the game. It gets into the game in the After all that's over, it shows this girl in the bus, and this, this mom and her kid, and they're reading the story, and she has the book from the beginning of the game, and it's like, oh, is that? And then you see she's there, and you can grab it. It's like, oh, it must be Rose. I guess. Great. Does the thing. I'm visiting. Sorry, I got more tests to do, and 
whatnot. And then like a government agent like you know is there to get her. Yeah. Like, Alright, you gotta go. I don't know why you would taunt her, especially if she's supposed to be a And then she says, you know, even Chris doesn't know about these powers. Okay. And <laughs> you want me to kill, take her out? There's like a sniper. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes me worried for me because. Uh, let's finish up the scene because, like, after this scene, she goes down. They go down a road and they pick somebody up. Who is it? You think? I don't know if they pick them up. They just there's somebody off in the distance and they stop the car there. And some nerds have taken the scene part and figured out it was Ethan's character model. Yeah, but like, oh my god, it's Ethan! Like, I think it's a placeholder. The, the car stopped though, and the bot, the apparition did go near the car. So maybe it was somebody else. Maybe it was Chris. Maybe it was the sniper. <laughs> maybe it was Jill. Where's Jill? Yeah, where's Leon? Where's Barry? Yeah, where is Barry? Barry, where's Barry? <laughs> um, uh, that was kind of it. It says like his father's story is over. Now. Yeah, that makes me worried now because now are we playing as Rose now, the daughter? Because I don't know if we would play as Mia because Mia's weird. Um, yeah, but like Rose has these powers. Now are we going to be playing with paranormal shit? Because that's lame. Because I like what they did with Ethan because he didn't know he was a mold monster or a moldy. And it yeah. wasn't like really like he had. Yeah. Stuff like that. You can hear it. So I hope and like you. Rose is not like I could shoot like mold out of my veins like Spider Man or something. And yeah, and I hope they don't do that in nine, because if they do, I think that's gonna kill whatever momentum they had. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. It's it's a, that's kind of like we're out. After I finish this game, I'm like, well, this is weird. I don't know where they could take this next. Because it's like, obviously, Ethan's done, I mm. feel like. I feel like if they brought him back as any kind of a playable character or whatever, that's stupid. Yeah. They're already kind of digging a hole with this plot, in my opinion. It's not that deep right now, but it could get deeper if you don't stop and get out. <laughs> the only thing I could see them doing is Chris, you play as Chris fighting the BSAA the next game. So they, they, they would have to do it like really quickly because BSAA is like a problem now. Like, this raises a bunch of other questions too. It's like, one, we don't know how much time has passed. What if Rose grew up really fast? Well, that's another thing we don't know about. Because like, they did that to Evelyn, remember? It's like she, they made her mature really quickly or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because of the mold stuff. Maybe it, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's the same thing. Maybe Chris still isn't that old. <laughs> yeah, and because if it, if, she, if it was really like 16 years or 18 years past or whatever, like, old man. 
Yeah. I don't know. I... It, it may... This game made me interested into the characters. I will give them that. Um, that and I, like I said, I enjoyed the story. Uh, there's definitely plot holes that need to be talked about um, in DLC. There's something else about this shit. Like, one of the throwaway lines, you can dress up the story's always been dumb and Resident Evil. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's little cheesy elements to it and stuff, but no. You're just, you're just thinking about like those silly cutscenes from the first game and shit. It's just, for some reason, that's forever colored the perception of, the, of that series for some reason. I don't know why, even after all this time. Or, or Resident Evil 4, where like it's kind of like half acid villain. Because Leon just says, funny <laughs> Um. I'm not really. I'm kind of like. confused and wondering what the fuck we're going to do after this. Like, I, I did get into the story somewhat. Of it. it seems like I'm kind of picking at it in my hand. I can't help it. It's just things I'm noticing. It's raising too many questions for me. Uh, I got problems with it, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, you know, for what it is. I'm also kind of nervous though, because after I played this game, I kind of sort of felt like I played a game where they put in all the stuff, all the data they can collect from the last couple of people's responses to things. I like basically this. It sort of feels designed by Kojima. Now stay down. A little bit. Like how they, they kind of copied the formula from RE7. Almost exactly. Uh, and it's like, I don't think you can do that a third time and get away with it. No, they would have to... I think the story would have to stand out. And I think you would have to... I think it needs to be a trilogy. You know, you had you had Resident Evil Seven, then you had Resident Evil Eight, and then you have Resident Evil Nine. Will close out the story. I don't think you can continue it after Nine. You have to end it there. Yeah. And I think at some point Rose, see, I don't want her. You would think Rose would have to be a sacrifice, but I think Chris is going to sacrifice himself. I think Chris is going to be the sacrificer this time. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but that's a story. Um, we're almost fucking three hours in here. I know. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about, though. Bonus modes and unlockables. Let's get that out of the way. Mercenaries, what do you think of it? It's it's good. It's pretty fun uh, to play in spurts. Mm -hmm. um, I don't... I don't know that they should have called this mercenaries because it is and it isn't at the same time it's weird because you only play as one character and mm -hmm. that was one of the things about all these modes was you, it was an opportunity to play as other characters with different loadouts and shit yeah and you can change your loadout to whatever it's it's done a little differently you start out with like a certain set of amount of money and like a handgun mm -hmm. and it's kind of up to you to like use this money and get through these stages earning more money 
just what the? do I want to buy a better gun? Do I want to buy a better shirt or upgrade the stuff I have? So you kind of figure out like a loadout strategy. And you just go through stages and kill stuff and Not try to keep the time Not up and sword orders. You're persistent. But I've got a rebellion. It's fun, it's it's a really good highlight so stay out of combat is it's like a bunch of Boss fights. Uh, it's, it's good. It's a good extra. Okay. Well, I just enjoyed it because it's an extra thing for me to play on top of it. It's fine. It's yeah. just, you know, that's just what I'm saying. Yeah, I think they needed to be different than compared to the other things, but like you said, why call it mercenaries? Call it, like, time trials or whatever. I don't know what you would have called it. Yeah. Why, why can't you play as Chris, too? Or at least? Yeah, with his weapons and shit, that would be fun. Uh, anything else unlockables? I didn't really get to see all the unlockables. I just know the mercenaries and stuff. We kind of brief, we kind of touched on that stuff earlier when we were talking about the store, mm -hmm. like you know, concept art can unlock extra guns. You have to do multiple playthroughs to get other guns. Um, there's a double bladed lightsaber or something <laughs> you can get if you get double S's on all the mercenary stages, which is really hard. Yeah. I told you to leave it alone, Ethan. It's a tad difficult. You are in the way. I don't know. I don't know if I can. What do you do that. care, Chris? Uh, you killed my a lot wife, of you son of a bitch. You yeah, think I killed Mia? Uh, that wasn't her. They're, the concept was really cool. I recommend what? people check that out if they want to learn more. She's a bioweapon. You know their thought process. She changed her appearance and pretended to be Mia. Because that she also thing, I can pick up the story and pick in some other things, but bullshit. All the Why don't you fucking and... tell me right away? Because uh, I knew yeah, you would want to be involved. Really nice and... and this yeah. job is hard enough without civilians mm. getting in the way. Um, oh, yeah, that's, that's about it for unlockables. I don't think what the hell is going on? on. Yeah, Other a... than you get the, the shit, Village of Shadows extra right. super hard difficulty when you finish the game. All right. Well, if you bought, bought the deluxe edition, you get it right away. I got the deluxe oh. edition. I did. Give me that wrench. Yeah. Um... The only, the journal entries that I like is the Spencer one. I like that one, and all the the Heisenberg ones where you'd be like, oh, this person does this, like the drill and Long the propeller short. one, like Miranda's they describe that insane. stuff, and also Mother Miranda. This village, all these uh, monsters and freaks. Lady D, this is Moreau, Benavito, sort of and Heisenberg, crazy and stuff. Yeah, you know, actually, a lot of the journals and stuff in this game like were like really short. God mm -hmm. damn it. They were usually just time, one page, and sometimes they would be a paragraph. Just I can't like escape from here. Like, oh. I can't do anything. <laughs> I think they were catering to the that might not be true. casuals, which well, pisses well, me off. Take a look yeah. at this. <laughs> I meant sent those Fuck, pictures. You sit a few there on Twitter and read right. shit all day. You can't keep looking. Something that's actually structured and grammatically correct and spelled right. Well, how am oh, I shit. Gonna we gotta go. Set. Relax. I My men are monitoring the situation. But they have my daughter. You don't get in this. <laughs> you don't stand a chance against Miranda by yourself. Uh, any personal stories about this game with you? Uh, 
I feel like talking about this game after we just finished. I will stay down here and finish planting explosives. Yeah, I agree. You take that <laughs> elevator. Like, I'll meet I haven't you spent like you know years and years playing this game. We'll get your daughter back. Well, it's funny because I highly like Damn it straight, and you well. like it, but not as much as I do. So it's kind of interesting She's seeing dead um, our opinions uh, on why we like it. It's more of All a right, personal right. preference for both of us. You take this. Yeah. Do me a favor. It's nice seeing that. Try I to stand up. said about people's reception to it, though. Like, nobody said, I've seen a couple real off base people say, like, this game's not good. And you can't turn back. Frankly, now. they're coming off like contrarian assholes or those people that still want these games to be, be fixed camera and expect that. And that's never going to fucking happen again. And just get over it already. There's a lot of people <laughs> like that. And I, I used to be in that camp. I used to be in that camp where, like, what is this? It's action? Oh, what is it's stupid? It's not like Resident Evil 1, 2, 3. Ugh. And then I got to the point, I'm like, wow, these games are actually pretty okay. <laughs> like, why did why did I, like, diss it so much? I, I don't know. This comes from somebody that loves those games, loves that shit. And I'd love to have another game like that. And finally, some people are starting to get to a point mm-hmm. where they're making original games like that. We're finally kind of reaching that point with indie game design. Uh, but it's it's just not gonna happen. You need to let it go, or just stay out of. Why do you want to continue following this series if you feel Metal like it's left you behind? Huh? A long time, time to fight ago. fire with fire. What the fuck's the point in that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's time for some lightning round. Um, I'm coming, who do you Rose. prefer to play as? There's only two: Ethan or Chris. Chris. I prefer to play as Lady D, but I can't. So. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if you want Chris for like a really good Yeah, but I wish I played him a little bit other times without the Call of Duty weapons. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah. But I feel like he's always going to have his Call of Duty weapons because he's ready. Maybe. Maybe he just gets thrown into some area where Moreau's mucus surrounds him like a portal and Lady D swipes at people, his hound people. Yeah, you can support. Um, who is your? What is your favorite boss? I'll go first. Mother Miranda. I guess I'm still going with Heidi. <laughs> My favorite person. There you go. Same here. Uh, favorite part of the game? Um, castle. Castle. Yeah. Uh, favorite weapons? I'm gonna go with Mag. And the. Are you talking about the first one you get? You're like a goddamn cockroach! You think you can take me on? It's so weird. This will be my warm up before I kill you, bitch. Two coats will be another addition to my army! It's a slow but whatever, it's fine. I still love it because it's. it's I was complaining about that in the past couple of days. What? What the hell? Are you scared of putting your ball? Oh, I'm gonna go 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I dealt with Heisenberg. Now I'm gonna find Miranda and get Rose back. Maybe I just I dangerous. Maybe you already accounted for the fact that there was gonna be REA. Rose? I just added an extra number for no reason. I think you did, yeah. It doesn't matter. We'll we'll fix it later. But uh I'm pretty sure something new is gonna come out anyway. She's so important, isn't she? She's everything to me. Um, <laughs> I don't think we accounted for that. And mine to me. Uh, but with Heisenberg, like, uh, I like it better than Resident Evil Three remake so far. And, what like, are you going to do? Things about it that but kind I'm of bug me. It's mostly story. You'd though. never know. Mm -hmm. um, do you? One thing I didn't really get to get into Even that when much I took that also did home? kind of underwhelm me was like the Poor music in the game, the soundtrack. Who are you? Yeah, Seven Where had a better soundtrack. Its <laughs> <laughs> soundtrack was almost non-existent. There's yeah. like there's some music, but for the Enough. most part, they're kind of doing that ambient thing, almost like in RE2. Remember Evelyn and her power over like, them all. They almost had no Rose music, and the game suffered for it. In my opinion. No. Hmm. Rose's uh, Evelyn's like true complete uh, form. She they will grow to fully and control like her. And I must um, have her. But like, I don't want to get too into this. How could you possibly put Resident Evil 1 above Resident Evil 8? Oh no, I think we're going to get into that when Rose we finally rank everything. <laughs> the Mega My Seat catalogs yes. all so of So I want to save that for another time because we're at like three However, hours. She I'm will pretty be sure we, uh, as my people who don't have a good attention span are probably like, well, fuck them. Well, fuck them. Who cares? Where I don't care. Um, Why did Rose come to be? But uh, we do need to was end it, it here. Um, that was our... And you <laughs> what? True so there's not much else to say in Yeah, I think but we I've covered a lot. Um, uh, that was our final countdown. Um... The next game we're going to be tackling Coward. is Resident Evil 7, Come on and, and we're going to hit up all the DLC. Don't worry. Yeah, let's hear from you. Because we were the Mega Mice. Yeah, let's let's do Rev 1, and Rev 1 has a lot of DLC, right? I will make sure to sample your blood for later. No. Once dawn breaks, the Not ceremony really. will be okay. complete, and I will right, become so her Re true mother. One, we're going to tackle that, and then blast. we're going to talk about it. Uh, first, we've got to play it. So, uh, how long will that take? Who knows? But we did two Resident Evils in the span of a month, so that's good. So uh, shouldn't take that long. It's a short. The dream uh, really compared to what we've just been dealing with. Yeah. I can't. So, if you want to catch more of the Nemesis Project, uh, type in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Red Circle. Also on YouTube, which we are live streaming there right now. Um, if you type in Nemesis Project, you get to see the stream that we were talking on. I have some of the gameplay. I have the non-existent Resident Evil soundtrack in the background. Uh, going as well, My team and, I were and um, yesterday, yeah, we took and down just, the transformer. Just remember to catch us on the Nemesis Project. Enjoyed talking about the village, and I will be enjoying talking about Revelation to Since one. Miranda but until next time, everybody. Either. See you later. I forcefully took him, stupid and man, Rose with us. <laughs>